episode number 10 of the Caffeine Crew Cast of Pods. I am your host, Rob. You can find me on CaffeineCrew.com as Refret. Tonight with me, I also have... Uh, TJ, also known as Storiest. Bill, as Nocturoba. Cat, as K. McIntyre, M.T. <laughs> you actually remembered your name this time. I did. It's really <laughs> tough to remember. And that was Lynch. It's my actual name. Lynch's own sound, we'll probably hear, especially because we're some of our topics tonight, we'll probably definitely hear him definitely be chiming in with us a little bit throughout the evening. But we're going to start off the show the way we start with every other show. So my question for you guys this evening is, would you rather fight a unicorn or a centaur? And I'm going to go ahead and start with Bill. Uh, this is a tough one, because unicorns have that particularly nasty appendage on the top of their head. Um, they want to bang you. Th- yeah, and that's it's sharp and pointy. Um, I think I'd rather fight a centaur because if I tried to fight a unicorn, I'd probably just want to hug it. Uh, no, right? That was my answer too. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna fight a centaur. It'll be tough. It'll be tough, but at least I wouldn't want to hug the centaur. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a weird <laughs> twist on this one just because I can. Why? All right, so why would you do that? We're gonna say it's in modern times too. It's not like in a weird fantasy setting, so. That centaur still is a human, you know, from the waist up. So if he wants to carry a gun, he can totally carry a gun. But that means I can carry a gun, too. <laughs> That's it's very true. true. I carry yeah, a big gun to fight a centaur. <laughs> yeah. He's got a big gun, too. <laughs> if you know what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, oh, <laughs> so totally unicorn then for you, then. Or you only know unicorns. No, uh, no, the, no, unicorn, I, no. Unicorn, no. Still, unicorn, no. I, I, centaur, there's centaur. no way I could shoot a unicorn. It would be, it would be the death of me. I'd, I'd shoot it and I'd be, oh god, I just shot a unicorn. <laughs> right? It'd be so sad. Yeah. yeah, like that scene in Legend. It was like, it was the last male. What did you do? Uh, the species is ending. Uh, was it the last unicorn? Oh god, oh god, that uh-huh. would be him. Um, alright, so TJ, you're up next. Uh, I actually want to fight the unicorn. Okay. You would. Very. Well, yes, for a very good reason. I have hands, and it doesn't. So I can do things like close door. It's also a giant fucking horse with a fucking spike on its head. Yes, and I'm pretty sure as it's bursting through the door, I can be standing off to one side and hack it with a baseball bat. No. I'm not really sure you hack with a baseball bat. I, I meant to say axe and a baseball bat. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... A baseball bat TJ axe. slowly throughout his evenings is sitting there like with a lathe and just slowly grinding down a ba- aluminum baseball bat. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> they won't let me buy axes anymore. Uh, no, but I mean... And then, you know, the unicorn manages to get up after it's burst through the door. I can close another door. <laughs> or, or here's something. I could walk up a flight of stairs and watch the horse up. struggle. Oh, no, the horse will still totally get up a flight of stairs. Yes, it but think about this. The uh, thing about this, depending upon... No, no, but the centaur has hands. But they're not going to be, like, climbing up the step on their hands. No, no, I know, but, you know, you turn the handle and you can get through the door. Yeah, horses can also just kick or just just knock down a door, too. I mean... I could also, you know, drive away. (laughs) (laughs) I see you getting into a situation where you close a door and you think you're safe, you go to sleep... (laughs) 
And then the next thing that happens is either the centaur is like in your bedroom. or the unicorn <laughs> breaks down the door and decides to fuck you in the ass with its huge horse cock. Because they oh, both yeah! still have huge horse cocks. That's very true. <laughs> 34 seconds of willing to bet? <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, so, Cat, you're up. Wrongness. 34 seconds. Good job, Bill. Can you I'm even... <laughs> going to save the unicorn and kill the centaur. Okay. Because, huh? It doesn't say kill, it says fight. This doesn't necessarily mean you'll win. One man stands, one horse dies. <laughs> <laughs> or horse creature. Two men enter, one man leaves. Oh, yeah. So because you might lose. Nah. Just pointing that out. <laughs> Cat would probably ride the ride the unicorn into battle and take down this entire Best plan ever. Wait, I didn't know this was team ops. Hold on. <laughs> Cat would find a way. <laughs> See, but I'm saving the unicorn, so it will be my friend. And It'll sing the last unicorn songs with me. And then we'll ride it into battle and then defeat the centaur. The centaur just goes pew pew with the arrows. Define ride. Ride like a pony. Sure. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I am pretty sure we got some minutes. I will leave it. I will leave it at the fact that I just mentioned giant horse cock about a minute ago. <laughs> I think I'm gonna definitely say I'm gonna fight the centaur just for the sheer fact of. So in the last couple of years in films and TV, we have seen many a unicorn kill a person. Between Cabin in the Woods, uh, Supernatural. That's uh, true. I, so they're kind of just there's too much around them that makes them terrifying. Based on the type too, like a lot of um, based on like the unicorn that they bring up, they sometimes give them like more mystical juju. And That's kind like of like that. you're looking at two you might myth- get, mythical like, creatures. Massive repercussions for killing one. That type of That's shit. That's true. You could get cursed for killing a unicorn. Like again, Depending legend. On Look the, at that. I mean, yeah. world goes to shit. Like it could be like eternally Canada or something. All of a sudden, because you know that world all of a sudden froze over because the unicorns were dead. I, Eternal Canada wouldn't be so bad. Tim Hortons and Poutine. Think of how friendly everyone would be. They'd be so nice. As long as it's not like Buffalo, New York, we're fine. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I definitely would say fight the centaur, because ultimately, too, it's still a man's logic, and you can always outwit man. You know, so you climb a tree, he's not climbing a tree. He's going to try, and it's going to look awkward, but, you know. No, the centaur's just going to kick it down. (laughs) <laughs> They're gonna try. Wait, what do you mean you can outwit a man? But that implies that you can't outwit a creature. A unicorn. You Unicorns can't outwit an animal. A unicorn. I, you know what? <laughs> I, I gotta go with Tim. <laughs> like that doesn't make any sense. I, know. I can outwit man. Okay. God damn it! The cat's got me screwed. Your horse took true. down Superman. Christopher Reeves no longer walking because of a horse. Superman. <laughs> That, that's, that's just wrong. <laughs> and it wasn't even the horse's fault. <laughs> but ultimately, still, you know. Actually, no, I will give you some um, credence on that because man might overthink. So a centaur, and they're, they're known for being philo- like philosophers a lot of times with how they appear. I know it's the combination. Um, falafels. Falafels, I know. I kept wanting to say falafels, but they're not falafels. Um, <laughs> but like. But the centaurs of falafel, we have a whole new ball game. <laughs> Definitely fighting the centaur. But the, uh, <laughs> but the centaur is, on one hand, yes, it can 
process things as a human and might be able to outwit and things like that. But on the other hand, as a beast, as a creature, it might be going on basic instinct, which would then take it to like that prime, you know, like the caveman versus astronaut type of argument. Oh God! And we all know how that goes. But again, ultimately, centaur, handgun, double tap in the head, done. Double tap a unicorn. Your rationale that makes no sense. your arguments make no sense. I'm still going in the mindset that I do not know bullets can take down a unicorn. Bullets with its horn. I have I have no idea. Like ultimately, aside of cutting a unicorn's horn, they're you know can they be killed like normal beasts? Centaurs again depends on the mythology. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I have just like to say that it has stats. That means you can kill it, and I can get you stats if you want. What are the? Do you know? Do you happen to know if if you want to look oh this God. up? I'm just curious. Out of if you have report. centaur and what their average centaur hit points and something like Pathfinder are versus a unicorn. You'll have to tell us. I'm later. very curious. Yeah. yeah, well, like look it up like later on. But uh, what's a tit die? Yeah, I'm just very curious. I've got unicorn now. Okay. Oh gosh. Uh, Unicorn is a challenge rating of three. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh. It has an AC of fifteen and an average of thirty-four hit points. Oh, that sounds kind of weak. Yeah, it's actually pretty crappy. Um, (laughs) At best, oh, it's immune to charm. So you know, if if I'm trying to. I guess have sex with them. I'm gonna, I'm gonna charm it with a bullet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, centaur. Oops. Would help if I spelled that. So no whining and dining the unicorn. This is, uh, it, 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 this is kind of like your. Well, wow. Wait. There's you're a category here for centaur army. <laughs> that never bode well. Well, I, actually, you know what? So centaurs are like kobolds. <laughs> Not much better. Really. Centaurs a challenge rating of three. Armor class is slightly better. It's got an AC of 20, but that's because it can carry a shield and wear armor. Yeah. Um, but it's only got an average of 30 hit points. Both of them actually come from the same hit dice pool. It's four, uh, 4d10 plus 8. Okay. Um, they just average this one out to 30 and the, and the unicorn to 34. So both of them are pretty comparable. Pretty comparable. So that's actually kind of a good fight. That's kind of like one of those like deadliest warrior things that like, you know, like one we'll one Halloween guess. they did like vampires versus werewolves. I think we need to like if that show is still going centaur versus unicorn. Nice. The di- the true. difference comes down to two things. And actually this if we're doing stats, the, the unicorn is actually tougher to kill because once per day it can do cure moderate wounds, greater teleport within its forest. And neutralize poison, whereas Centaur can't do any magic unless it takes class on top of it. Okay, so yeah. I'm happy I stuck with Centaur. <laughs> however, <laughs> however, just so you know, they are chaotic good. They are chaotic good. So if you were fighting a unicorn, you are an asshole. <laughs> so I'm right an the, asshole. Is that right in the rule books? <laughs> what is that right in the rule book? No, 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 it's just, it's, it's lawful good, so that means if it actually gets into a fight with you, I'm sorry, it's chaotic good, so if it actually gets into a fight with you, you are an evil asshole. Let's be evil. Hi, Mom. (laughs) (laughs) So, kind of like going right into the nitty gritty for, so the last couple weeks, obviously, we're right before Thanksgiving, which means Black Friday is upon us, everybody's looking at deals right now, and we've also just had the onslaught of, uh, um, 
well, I'm not even where I wanted to be. Triple A titles, but I wasn't even talking about hitting into this yet. So <laughs> I was reading down my list. So hold on, we're gonna get back to that. But no! anyway, all right, well, fine, fuck it. We'll just go right into that, and we'll hit that later. So, so we're into the onslaught of all the games that are coming out this year. So right off the bat, I think this holiday season technically started in September, which was Destiny. That was the big, huge kickoff. After that, the next big movement for games was uh, Drive Club. Was Sony's one of their big Drive offerings. Club. Drive Club. It's, it was a racing game, so nothing special. Between that and Forza were the next big pushes. Then, uh. Bowring. I wouldn't say Drive Club got a push. Oh. I, I'd say. Well, it, that's it, the only way. Unless you push. push it off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, they're going to get back to the garage. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like six guys no, from no, your club that are trying to push that car back to the garage. Like, uh, but the clubs don't work, so. But honestly, saying that's that so Sony sad. gave Drive Club push is. Were they pushing a pillow into its face? Because they didn't even talk about the damn thing. That's true. But, uh, so, you know, we had that Forza. Then, obviously, after that, I guess Sunset Overdrive was one of the big ones for Xbox. Then you had the Halo Master Chief Collection. Then we have Assassin's Creed Rogue and Unity. Dragon Age Inquisition. Uh, Warlords of Draenor for, uh, for, uh, WoW. That was the huge one. And then, like, Little Big Planet 3 hit this week, which, eh. Um, so, yeah, I but I mean, you know, we still got a couple big things like the crew. We had Call of Duty, which apparently doesn't suck for the first time in a very long time, which everybody's very surprised. And it's, it about. doesn't. It's not a cod piece game anymore. It like actually feels like a pretty really solid. Everybody said it. It feels like an actual game. So, um, but I mean, among all these things, though, like I know a lot of us at this table, all of us had a game out of this mix that we were all very excited about. I know one of the ones that most of our friends have been talking about that. Uh, come from a long line of WoW players for a long period of time, that a lot of them are reactivating their accounts to play World Wars of Draenor. I know, Billy, you kind of wanted to bring up your yeah. thoughts on that. Um, I, I, I will get into more of it and, and more of how it plays um, later, but I definitely want to say that at launch... Warlords of Draenor was not Warlords of World of Warcraft anymore. It was, it was World, World of, of Q- Wait, Waycraft. World of Qcraft. Because <laughs> oh, it was like, okay, I look, that. I want to log into the game. I'm 3,000 in the queue, and I'm going to have to wait four hours. Fuck and I heard that. that lasted for about, what, five days? It lasted for about five days, and Blizzard, the way Blizzard handles things, was pretty fantastic because they went around and said, look, Everybody who tried to log in during the first five days of launch, we're sorry. Things were bad. We're, you know, it might have been our fault. We're, but we're still gonna say, here's five days of free game time. So, so they did, they did, did the right thing. Right. So at least you got an apology from Blizzard back uh, when A Realm Re- Reborn first kicked off. I couldn't, I couldn't make a character on any server. I so, couldn't even make a character. So really? if you're not familiar, A Realm Reborn was Final Fantasy fourteen, which was the okay. online. Um, yeah. which they uh, notoriously say, we needed to start this game from code, and they rebuilt that game. Yeah. And, and Well, that's, that was Realm Reborn. What am I thinking? Yeah. Um, the, th- the thing with the Realm Reborn was, it, if you didn't pre-order it and get the, the early pass yeah. to get on, you couldn't get on for a week. That's you nuts. Just, there was no space to play on any of their servers. Well, Blizzard's two big quotes are, it'll be ready when it's ready, and we're sorry. <laughs> they apologize for everything and it's it's a great stance to take because you know they know that problems happen and it's not always their fault but they're so ready to apologize because they love that they do really truly love their player base and they want their That's player cool. base to keep coming back because it's what makes them money which it's is amazing considering this is 
you know, somebody that has a parent what, company like uh, Activision over their heads. And a lot of people were worried that Blizzard was going to lose that with somebody like Activision uh, owning them. It's really a Blizzard just with Activision kind of in name only. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really... Oh, go ahead. It's really... Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, it's really just uh, Blizzard swinging its big old cock around and be like, hey, we're Blizzard. Uh, what are you going to do, Activision? Yeah. Yeah. What number is Warlords of Draenor into, like, expansions? Expansions, uh, yeah. Let's see. Vanilla, Burning Crusade. Cataclysm. Uh, Northrend, Wrath oh. of the Lich King. Uh, Cataclysm, Pandaria, and Draenor, which would be the sixth installment in the series. So the game's been... It's over ten years now, isn't it? It is... Actually, it is ten years... I, no, it was ten years when Warlords came out. Yeah, November thirteenth. They did some sure. pretty cool marketing stuff. Yeah. I would say they had a giant taxi cab in the middle of New York City with a giant axe through it and like yeah. police tape all around it. It, it was it, it was Gorhal, which is the legendary epic. Oh my god, super axe of uh, the the Garrosh. Yeah. So, Aww. but it was it was this giant thing. The axe was almost the size of the taxi cab, and it was this crushed in cab, like a full size cab, in the middle of the road. And yeah. the police tape actually stated, like, you know, Warlords of Draenor all around it in the little, like, yellow That's and really black cool. cross. They did the same thing in, um... It was in I China, I think. China Hong Kong or Shanghai. Um, they had the portals. They had portals, but then they also had, again, the same axe Gorhal just smashed into yeah. the earth with this huge, you know, thing of ice, you know, kind of coming out around it. Is Draenor a place? Draenor is uh, where the orcs came from. And oh. interestingly enough, they, they did a little tiny wimey stuff with this one because you could go to Outland, which used to be Draenor before. Um, okay, but, I do remember that from Vanilla. Uh, Outland was around. Outland was Burning Crusade. Oh, okay. Um, you went through the Dark Portal and you went to Outland. The original um, just bland World of Warcraft before any expansions. Vanilla? Yeah, that's what everybody, that's what everybody calls it now. Really? Mm-hmm. Vanilla. Oh, just weird. plain World of Warcraft is Vanilla. Um, but yeah, Burning Crusade, you went to Outland, and you saw what happened to the world after the Dark Portal was opened, and all the weird, you know, magics came and tore up the land and kind of yeah. transformed it. This is, you're going kind of back in time, because one of the, the, the ex-Warchief the ex of the Horde, Garrosh, figured out a way, he he had some collaborators to break him out of the Pandaren prison, at the yeah. end of the last expansion. And a prison. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I'm sorry, it's hard to take that TJ seriously. TJ looks so sad right now. <laughs> he looks so sad. And everybody at this table I has, read comic books and this sounds ludicrous. And all of us, everybody at this table were WoW players too, so. Yeah. But, yeah, so he, and he, he collaborated with the Infinite Dragonflight, which we're still kind of not really sure who they are. They've been in the game since. Well, they're infinite. Yeah, and they deal <laughs> they deal with time, and they kind of fucked up the timeline, and he went back to before the orcs became the green-skinned orcs like we know they are, yeah. before they drank the demon blood and became basically bound to the demons, oh, and said, look, we don't need to be servants to these guys. We can do our own thing. We're going to kill these demons and invade for that fucking world over there, and we're going to be conquerors. So that's cool. You get to see Draenor the way it used to be. Yeah. So wait, he's a bad guy? Because this sounds like a good thing outside of the you know we're gonna. Go, know. We're gonna well, if you're horde, if you're playing horde, they're not bad guys technically. Gar- Garrosh was he was war chief of the horde for a while. The beginning of um, at the end of Cataclysm and the beginning of Pandaria, he became war chief. 
Right. Um, what happened to the other guy? Uh, Thrall went off a long time ago. He went off on a shaman vision quest and was like, look, Horde, you know, I gotta do this thing for me, and, you know, screw <laughs> you guys, you guys can leave yourselves. Screw you guys, I'm taking my ball and I'm going home. He's gotta go on his water totem it, quest. It was, it was Thrall's, I gotta say, it was his one weak moment in the series. He has been trying to redeem himself forever since that happened. At the end of Mists of Pandaria, after you kill Garrosh, or defeat Garrosh in the final battle of the whole expansion, he's about ready to smash his fucking skull in with Doomhammer. I think it's Doomhammer. I'm going to point in really quick. So, like, we're maybe, like, not even 20 minutes into this episode, and we've already looked through Pathfinder stats. We've gone through, like, the history of WoW so far. (laughs) So, like, I think everybody's in for a hardcore geek ride this episode, so buckle We're getting into comics later. Yes, we Ah. are. (laughs) Anyways, Thrall was really about to redeem himself, so he was going to smash Garrosh's head in with his hammer. Yeah. And then... Is that a euphemism? (laughs) It would have been. It would have been cool. There's probably fan fiction out there. Oh, God, I'm There is fan fiction out there. Oh, God. I don't don't even... I want to hear the end of this. So, So he's about to smash his head in with the hammer... King Varian Rin of the Alliance is like, nope, you're not going to do this because he fucked with us too. We want our vengeance. And then the panda guy comes in and says, no, he fucked with us the most. We want our vengeance. We need to take him off the trial because that's what good people do, which is the wrong thing to do in this situation. You should have just killed the bastard while you had the chance. So we all know now that if we have a fight in the future and have pandas, that don't, just don't fight the decide. pandas because they're just going to take you to court. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, so that's the new class in WoW. Panda lawyer. <laughs> They'll have you wrapped up in the legal system for eons. It's like the lost episode of Harvey Birdman to try law. Seriously, oh my God, I just that'd need be to see adorable. this. Uh, I want a panda lawyer. So ultimately, though, minus the five days of, like, just not being able to do a damn thing. Pretty damn good, though. It's been fantastic. Okay. And I gotta say, it's the one of the most epic expansions to WoW I've seen so far. Like, even more than Cataclysm, because I know everybody uh, was just like, that was just drastic, because they said that changed everything. Cataclysm changed a lot, um, and, and even Pandaria changed a lot, too. I mean, they actually, they redid everything. They redid <laughs> all the talents. Change it to be kind of like face roll. Yeah, they really face rolled it, and they've supposedly. I haven't seen this yet because I'm not. I haven't been hardcore enough with this yet. I'm only level ninety four. The game's been out for more than a week, and I'm not even max level yet. You noob. <laughs> I know people that got to level a hundred on Friday, the one the day after it came out. Oh dear Holy God! Crap. Well, they would have had to actually. We get call that in. people with no lives. Yes. <laughs> so I have a quick question too before we move on from the next game. So I know well every time they put a collector's edition out. So what was the epic pet this time? I don't know. You don't know. I didn't buy the collector's edition. I haven't bought a single WoW collector's edition. I, I remember seeing since vanilla. I think from what I remember, <laughs> this was the flaming corgi. What? There was a little corgi that was on fire as one of the new epic pets. That's so cute. So I want it. TJ, Mister Internet, look it up. <laughs> I just remember the last time I played WoW was when I after I bought Wings of Liberty and you got a free Thor as a WoW pet. That's awesome. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Could a free Norse god? 
And actually, a, a fun little tie into the the just the WoW thing is that I know BlizzCon just happened like a week ago or so. Yeah. Um, and while they were there, they were showing off stuff about the the Warcraft movie that's getting ready to come out. And apparently, oh. when they had some of the cast come up, and they were doing a lot of practical effects. But the kicking thing that they did apparently though was uh, they said the whole movie is going to be they want the orcs and the humans because that's going to be the the focal point. They want them to both sides to be sympathetic because so many players are the horde, love the horde, and so many people love the alliance. Well, they say that, and then they're just going to favor the shit out of the alliance, anyways. I, I'm hoping they don't, because but you Blizzard. know it's going to, and it's ultimately <laughs> a big budget movie. But Bliz- the cool thing at BlizzCon, though, that they did was they had they recorded audio for the movie at BlizzCon, and they asked the entire crowd to uh, chant for that, the horde yeah. and for the alliance, and those are the clips they're using in the film. I nice. thought that was kind of cool. Amazing. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So in that's like gonna... three years. Actually, yeah. Yeah, sounds, I think it comes out two 2016. Years. Uh, two years of post-production. Two years, yeah. And they, they wrapped filming a little while ago. So you got the who the epic pet was? Uh, okay, so the epic in-game content included... Uh, and, and, and I swear to God, this is what you get. <laughs> the Dread Raven mount. Okay. And the Dread Raven... I'm sorry, and the dread hatchling pet descend from the skies on the on a black-winged dread raven mount, a mortal progeny of Enzu. Okay, yeah. I... Then devour your prey in your next pet battle. So World of Warcraft. Oh, they have World Pokemon. of Warcraft is now Pokemon. Oh, yes. that's been like that That's for a while. Yeah, with, they have a, pet with the adorably, this is the text, <laughs> ferocious dread hatchling. You also get two Starcraft two por- portraits. Adorably ferocious. A Diablo three Warsong pennant and more stuff. No, and a Hearthstone card back. Not a card. A card back. Yep. <laughs> it's really funny that they give you a Raven mount for Warlords of Draenor because you know what's the one thing that you can't do while you're in Draenor? You can't fucking fly on your mounts. That makes sense. Seriously? You can't fly in Draenor. <laughs> so there's not no even, part of that collector's edition. Well, sure, you can run on the ground you can with run on the ground with it. So jumping back to the games, um, I wanted to obviously bring up really quickly to. Um, one of the other big ones, Halo Master Chief Collection. Um, Your face is a Master Chief lot Collection. Of, <laughs> a Which lot apparently of, you can't... Yep, I'm getting uh, there. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. It's, <laughs> it was Xboxes, everybody was saying PlayStation just came in and they won October for MPD sales, so um, overall sales. Uh, everybody said November was going to be the first time in 11 months that they weren't going to win. They had one game to do this with, which was Master Chief Collection. Everybody said this was the game because it was their big exclusive. Game comes out, it's Halos 1, 2, 3, and 4, all of them redone HD. This is the full, like, remake of Halo 2 people wanted. The multiplayer is supposed to play identical, same physics, the whole nine. It's not like So in other words, those games you bought before, you can buy them again. (laughs) But everybody is also saying this is also too, like, for, was, the big thing was online multiplayer. Um, it was, you were gonna have every map, available to you from all Halo games from 1 through 4. And so it's like 120-some different maps, so people were really geeking out. You got to play variants of ones from, like, in Create Your Own Playlist, the whole nine. Everybody was, like, chomping at the bit to play this from every podcast I listen to to every news source. Game comes out, online matchmaking does not work at all. You can't create playlists, you can't do anything. You can play the games, you can't do any of the online stuff pretty Seriously? much at all. 
Yep, completely broken. Well, what the fuck was the point then? The game was broken. They they released a broken product. They didn't realize. They didn't stress test it right. Their servers went to shit, and they, so they, they Bethesda people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's true. I think that's what we should call that stuff. When a game comes out glitchy, well, just just call it. it it's it, it's it. You just Bethesda it. That's exactly what it should be. I was one of those poor fools that had fucking Skyrim for, the uh, for PS3, PS3, and yeah. I couldn't play the game for six fucking months. Six months. And by the time they were like, hey, look, it works now. And like, I'm you like, well, what are you going to do for me? And they're like, you can get the DLC half price for three days. And I'm like, go fuck yourself. So yeah, that's so shitty. I've already moved on to other games at this point. But yeah, so the game that everybody wanted, I think from what I understand, it is still not fixed. They said they put a huge patch out yesterday. Matchmaking is still broken. Really? Matchmaking is still broken. <laughs> the game has been out for a week and a half. So, game is busted. You keep saying matchmaking, and I know you're talking about, like, the online content, but I keep thinking Mulan. Sorry. <laughs> I just, I think of matchmaker, matchmaker, matchmaker make me a match. match. And then Xbox Live says, no. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. You are so ugly bad. and no one likes you. We will not match you. People just want to get together and game and make... Cute little game babies, and they can't get matchmade with anyone. So, thank you. I will say this. Very disturbing. Yes. I will say this. At least Microsoft did come out, Phil Harris, and said, this is not what people that own this console deserve. This is a problem. We're putting all of our resources to fixing it. And they came out and said, we fucked up. Our community does not deserve this. Go back a month beforehand when Drive Club comes out, and this is a game that's built on social interactions. And none of the social f- uh, functions work after the game gets delayed for a year. They have failed this system. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I think I think people, the people that made Drive Club, they all made it based on the cars they drive, and they all drive Alfa Romeos. <laughs> well, there's their problem. <laughs> exactly. I know. My dad had a 1977, and let me tell you how much of a money sink that fucking was. Oh, God. About as big of a money sink as Drive Club. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, no. An Alfa, a 1977 Alfa Romeo Spider was an expensive fucking car. Was it? Yeah, my dad got it used, and it was, like, it was, I mean, like, gorgeous looking. I mean, this thing was in amazing yeah. shape, except, well, it has an Alfa Romeo electrical <laughs> system, so it doesn't run. Um, well, you have to fix it every four miles. It does, pretty much. That's and so if you're lucky. So, ultimately, though, like, you look at that, and Sony's response to it was, we're working on it, we're working on it. And then a month has passed, the game still doesn't work. And so the new Sony president, Sean Layden, comes out and says, uh, well, Evolution's done a lot of great things that other racing studios have never done, and they were trying something new, and we really wanted to let them try to do what they were going to do. They're like, Chris, they've done stuff that the people that are behind Gran, Gran Turismo can't haven't figured out yet. I mean, these are the guys that made Motorstorm, and a lot of people love that series. But everybody's like, yeah, but guess what? Gran Turismo fucking worked. So I'd also like him to list anything that they did that no one else has done before. Yeah. Because honestly, it's a driving game. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell is new? Yeah. You get in the car, you drive it around the track a couple of times, and hey! They yeah. should make it driving in space. Like Interstellar? Oh, was with, that a game? With, <laughs> I don't, no, no, no. The, the, the movie. movie. I've Matt, never seen the movie. Oh, the new, oh, I, the new one. The new one. No one. Yeah. I haven't seen I haven't it yet, it yet. but yeah. I still, I still, you know, if I ever see it, I am just waiting to see the fucking Lincoln emblem on the front of the spaceship. <laughs> I'll imagine I got a flag before it was. I got paid to fly space. <laughs> is it driving in space? What's that about? I, he's got the, a flying. Uh, trailer was not very. He's, he's got a flying like a newer. From what I understand, Interstellar is just disappointment. That's all it's about. I heard the movie was too smart for its own good, and by the time it gets to the third act, it's like, we don't know what to do with the plot we wrote. And I heard they, like, scrambled something together. And apparently it's 
Yeah. yeah. So, um, they had to find a way to save Earth, and the way to save Earth is try to find another Earth-like planet. Okay. Because some, some, like, fifth-dimensional beings decide to open a fucking wormhole out by Saturn. So they fly people out to Saturn, go through the wormhole, find these planets that, um, other scientists have already gone to and are given, like, the thumbs up. Okay. To come visit the planet, like, which, this is a good planet to establish, like, a colony It starts on. off very good hardcore sci-fi. Yeah, it, it, well, it doesn't start off very good hardcore sci-fi. It's, it feel, it's, it starts off very good, like, uh, beginning of the end of the world. Okay. Okay. And then it gets into really good hardcore sci-fi, where the, the science is rock solid, and then they just go completely off the fucking deep end in the third act. Mm. Um, because, well... They just lost track. Of well, they went did. through a wormhole, and physics don't work anymore. <laughs> no one does a usually pretty good job, but he does have some issues well, with his third act stuff. They went, they, they, they went into a black hole, and where would he go from there? Just make shit up. They just made shit up. I, no just made shit up. <laughs> I think eventually down the road we'll just have to look at some of Nolan's works just for the shits and giggles of it, out of curiosity. Um, if you're going to see it in theater, I recommend it. it's not a it's not a bad movie. It's actually a pretty good movie. It's a little slow, and but three hours long. Yeah, it's like three hours None long. None of these things are selling me. I'm like paying the 15 fucking bucks it takes to don't, like... Don't see it in IMAX. Because yeah. the copy that I saw in IMAX was awful. Really? Like, it was grainy. It was, Are there sound issues left and the right? The sound issues were terrible. This is how they me. Half the dialogue I couldn't even hear because the sound effects were just straight up over. I heard it was like the Dark Knight Rises where like the plane's happening and Bane's having a conversation with somebody and you're like, what? what's he saying? I can't hear him. <laughs> Out of Speak Michael. up, Bane! <laughs> it's like, I hear a jet engine and... <laughs> That's totally it's basically, <laughs> basically what uh, how Interstellar played out. Yeah, um, there was I'm, a lot of problems with that. Much would, uh, would have rather seen it in 4K than in mm-hmm. IMAX. Because, yes, they, they shot it in, in, fi- in seven, uh, what, 70 millimeter film. Mm-hmm. IMAX film. Yeah. But it shouldn't have looked that terrible. Yeah, yeah that That's really makes sense. Like, a lot of the, the visual effects just weren't, like, it just wasn't good. Yeah. So, going back to the games, like I said, obviously we talked about Halo and Drive Club and the WoW issues, and that kind of takes us to the next big one, and thankfully somebody here has already played that, and they can speak on this. So, it's Christmas time, which means, hey, look, here's another Assassin's Creed. <laughs> so, and I'm not a big fan of the series. But I did pick up Black Flag because uh, it looked interesting. And Black Flag was a lot of fun. It was, I, it was a great game to get when the new consoles came out. And I loved it. It was a, it was a ton of fun. It was a great pirate game. It was like, it reminded me of playing like Sid Meier's Pirates. I'm like, this is a fun pirate game. It's a fun Assassin's game. But ultimately, it still has the Assassin's problems. But there's enough distraction. Before we start talking about this, I want to say thank you, Ubisoft. You've made my decision for me. I'm not buying a PS4 right now because I don't need to buy Unity yet because apparently from everything I've heard, and TJ will be able to speak on this, it's <laughs> fucking terrible and you actually can't complete the game. Well, well, I actually don't, don't know about that one. Uh, oh, okay. I've only been at it for about 15 hours. I just okay. got my PlayStation over the weekend. Yeah. And, um... So first off, let me say the leveling system, and for those of you who can't see me, I'm making air quotes here, is horrendous. (laughs) I now have to buy... 
So they made unity, and they said, I got a great idea. We have this lone assassin against the world. Why not make it multiplayer? And it's all the same assassin that everybody's No, playing. no, no, you're, you're playing Oh, you're customizing, you're customizing it. It's like, look, <laughs> yeah. I have the purple assassin. It's like a bad Power Rangers set during the French Revolution. Yeah. Really? Most. It is. <laughs> and That's atrocious. The problem is you can drop in and out of missions pretty quickly. I did it by accident. Uh, on my first try for a mission and had to go back in, which put me into a different mission. Which I didn't understand. Um, you can also screw your, screw the other people in your party by simply not following the instructions that come up. So if I just <laughs> want to run around in circles, I can do that. <laughs> which is what happened to plan. me. So one of the things I was hearing about Unity, and I know there's a huge meme going on right now, like, and apparently this is a very small slice of the game, but because, well, everybody can ha- pretty much take screen caps and videos now, um, on PC, they said there's about 1% of the PC populace that is having a weird bug where no the, face. the women's faces are not showing up on some of the characters. And it's like, really? I know me and Kat can speak to this. Anybody that played Dragon Age Origins on console, like if you had a buff spell, like that gave like the ghost art and stuff, like occasionally you didn't see the facial textures You'd properly. See you see, it wasn't even skeleton. You saw the eyes, like the full eyes and the mouth and teeth and like yeah. stuff like that. But it looked fucking weird. But this is even worse. It's like the back of hair texture, eyes and mouth. And nothing's loaded. Really? Yeah. I guess they really don't know how to animate a, a female. <laughs> yeah. Because that was apparently. a huge thing. Is everybody's like, where's female assassins? We want to play female assassins. Yeah. That's apparently why. Damn it, assassins. But if you want a good laugh, for those of you that know Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask, which is getting a remake on 3DS, somebody took a meme. Instead of the angry face that's on the moon, they have the fucked up face from the women as the moon face now coming down to crush the city. It's nightmare fuel. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's pretty terrifying. Yeah, but so the storyline is retarded. <laughs> so I'm not going to. So the villain of the Assassin's Creed world, of Strago, has figured out how to. Monetize the animus. the animus. Yeah. So when the game starts, you play it out as one of the Templars. Okay. Okay. And you play for about five minutes, and then you get killed by an assassin. At that point, your TV is hacked by the assassins, and they talk to you, and they're going to use you to go back in time. So they're getting meta with this shit. Like Assassin's Creed, uh, Black, Black Flag. You literally walked into a game development studio, yeah, based where exactly where Ubisoft's home office really? is for fuck's sake, yeah, and are one of the playtesters. That's weird. You are well, no, no, playing the, the re- game that they're making. No, 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 no. You're not one of the playtesters. Well, you're a researcher. You're a researcher using the animus to gain, yeah. To gain information so they can make their game. But, like, all the voice actors, because they're they're a French-Canadian team, all had the Ubisoft... Like, every time I hear anybody from Ubisoft get, like, uh, an interview, and I'm like, that's exactly all I heard through the, like, the Abstrago parts (laughs) in the game. And I'm like, I feel like I'm playing a game... Like, I'm a playtester for Ubisoft right now, the game. And that's exactly what it felt like. And now I was like, I'll think I'm a pirate. (laughs) The worst part of it is, so they hack your TV. Yeah. And they talk directly to you, the player. There's no 
silent protagonist that you're, you know, it's just you. So that means that Abstrago has sold off the Animus. So I'm guessing it's kind of like Oculus or something. Yeah. You put a mask and gloves on or whatever. <laughs> um, you then, your system gets hacked by the Assassin's, by the Assassin Order. Yeah. And they talk directly to you. So wow, what a chance they're taking that I'm not going to hang, you know, take off this shit. And you're just going to... And call Abstrago and go, hey, listen, my thing's malfunctioning. I don't know what the hell's going on here. Yeah. Some lady's saying something about the assassin. There's actually a point where they say, if you want to continue, just hit the X. And my wife and I decided we were going to leave it. So we put the controller down and we waited about 10 minutes. And all the woman kept saying was, go ahead, just hit it. Go ahead, just hit it. Oh, my gosh. It was 10 minutes of that, and I'm like, well, apparently we're not doing anything here. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like Call of Duty, press X to pay your respects. And like, um, you can, there's the hold down X button in the new Call of Duty where you just pay your respects is just putting a hand on a casket. The best, I will say there is one feature that I think, you know, you take out the multiplayer, the leveling and everything, there's one feature that I think makes it better than the other Assassin's Creed's. Yeah. Because what happens is, so you're now playing a hacked Animus. The assassins okay. hacked it. This causes, funny enough, problems <laughs> in the up? game. Okay? And the part of the problem is that every once in a while, because you're using a DNA strand to go back in time. Right. That's how all the Assassin's Creed yeah. work. Were. You hook into another timeline that's attached to this DNA strand. Yeah. So, like, I was running through Paris at one point. Which, during the French Revolution, you know, we're about to chop off people's heads and get the guillotine rolling. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, there's a time jump. Time jump, uh, time reload. And I'm in 1900 Paris. And I'm dodging trains and subways. And I've got to climb the, uh, climb up the, uh, Statue of Liberty that's still being built in order to get back. Okay. Okay. Later, apparently, I will be forced sideways into France during the German invasion during World War II. And I'll get to fight Germans because everybody loves to kill a Nazi. Uh, <laughs> and I'll have to climb the Eiffel Tower and shoot down planes. So this just sounds like it's a mess. Well, no, no, no. This is part of the gameplay. Well, no, I mean, like, this sounds fun, but I mean, like, what you're telling me about Unity, this sounds like a mess. It, 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 well, let me tell you, it I got it like two weeks after it came out, I think. And Bill just looks sad, like, I'm, I'm just sitting here thinking, they finally did. They finally fucking jumped the shark. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, 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 I'm, I'm sorry, man, you missed jumping the shark on Assassin's Creed 3.3. No, I, uh, I, I, I almost threw in the towel at Assassin's Creed 3, thinking, oh, God, they did it. It, it it was no. I'm sorry. It was, it was bad. Two point three. It was it, Assassin's Creed three was the was the worst game in the series for me. But now that I'm hearing everything that I'm hearing about Assassin's Creed, it gives me absolute zero impetus to go out and buy a PS4 to play this game. Uh -uh. The, uh, the the my favorite thing I've heard so far about this game, and like we'll jump into this because there's another game coming up that's thankfully not this bad. Um, and actually one of the few that are in this mess of glitched out problems that is like actually been like kind of like a shining light. Um, but I heard the final straw for me as a gamer. Apparently in Unity, within 
first 20 minutes of playing in, in Paris, there's a chest that you can go up to. And you go to unlock the chest. And it says, to open this chest, please create a Uplay account. This chest can only be accessed for Uplay members. No. No, there is one. No, of those. no, no, no. Then no, there's other. Oh, I, I heard the next part about this. I'll let you jump in and take yeah. that. So, in order to open some of the blue chests, you need to get the Assassin's Creed app, mm-hmm. Unity app, which will basically, if you played Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, you get all your little guys and you send them out on missions. That's what the app is. Mm-hmm. You send these guys out on missions. But that's the only way to open the chest. That's the only way to open the chest. You don't have chest. a smartphone, you're fucked. Apparently there's other chests. Do you have to game. buy the app? No, the, the app app's free. free. Uh, okay. But, but, and I found this out with the Black Flag app that they had, it only is really officially licensed and, and, and works on certain devices. So if you have an old smartphone, you can't download it officially because no it's not going to work right on your phone so you can't download it and you can't actually you know play the rest of the game because brr, fuck you really and on top of that there's microtransactions i heard you can even have to buy pay real currency to buy florins to unlock other chests in the game that's bullshit mm-hmm. and this is all through the entire world uh yeah, like free to play games on mobile i understand like look people are playing on like i've heard so many people talk about simpsons tapped out and People play Candy Crush and buy time to play Candy Crush and crap like that. When you pay sixty dollars for a game, this is unacceptable. Like it is, just, it, it takes it to such yeah, a far level. Cool. I spent a lot of money on Mass Effect Three, <laughs> <laughs> but that thing that does not impact the story. It did it first. It did it. It first. did it first, but then they fixed it, so you don't need to to. Uh, you didn't have to have your Galactic Ready yeah. score and off of the multiplayer. You could actually do it within the in within the, the single player. Um, and it provided me like thirty to forty hours of entertainment a week. So I'll, but I'll you really enjoy it. You really enjoy it. Ten to twenty it. bucks a week on it. If it, it's feeding the formula, so I yeah. might as well spend the money on them. Yeah. With Mass Effect Two, a lot of their DLC was actually like worth it. Yeah, and the, the single player the Shadow DLC. Shadow Broker DLC was like so yeah. fucking good. And like um, the Citadel one for Mass Effect Three and Omega for Mass Effect Three. All these ones were really well done. They were really paying good fifteen bucks yeah. with Bioware. You usually know what you're going to get. You're gonna get four to six hours worth of content on the on one playthrough. Yeah, you have that, and then you can Bethesda it and like spend what is it eight dollars for horse armor for fucking Oblivion? Like when that's who the people that kind of started DLC, and it was just armor for, for your mount, and that's horse all. Horse armor, and there's nothing for the game because the horses don't. PC in Master Race. That's that was terrible. Mod community. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's Assassin's Creed was a huge from everything everybody's saying. It's it's been a nightmare. It's had two patches already. Yeah. It's been out for a week and a half. Yeah. They're on patch 2.0.1. I mean, yeah, and that's the other thing. Well, you'll go back to even Halo. They said that if you got, when you bought the game, even if you bought it digitally or bought an actual copy, when you got that game and had it installed, first patch, 20 gigs. Mm -hmm. 20 gigs. Bah! Bah! Yeah, I know. (laughs) Age of Conan. That's all I gotta say. (laughs) Day one. What was it? 30, 35 gigs? Yeah. Day one. Shit. That's nuts. So, uh, back in what, like 2008? Yeah, when what is high speed? Like the only the uh, select had high, like had access to high speed. Holy crap, that's nuts! So, with all these games coming out, there was one other game that I know me and Cat were like just waiting for, and that was Dragon Age Inquisition. And hearing all these problems, I'm like, Dragon Age is going to be fucked up. I know Dragon Age is going to be fucked up. Like, it's EA. They're going to do something wrong. Nope. It's beautiful. Do you want to talk a little bit about it? Sure. 
Um, so I started playing it, I guess, I didn't get to play it until, like, Tuesday night, I guess. So it was, that was release day. Yeah, it was release Tuesday, but everyone was talking about it, like, Monday night, because it was, like, the second it got, you know, hit at midnight, everyone's like, I gotta play now! And you made your start off playing, doing Dragon Age Keep. Uh, I did, yeah, I did my Dragon Age Keep thing. But, um, I gotta say, like, the first 30 minutes, I wasn't sure how I felt about it. It's really overwhelming. For if you've played Dragon Age, like, the, um, the aesthetics were really different. I mean, like, it went from PS3 on both games to PS4, and they did adjust it. They did a whole different engine. Um, yeah, new engine. Uh, we have particle particle physics now. Yeah. And, like, we, you actually have, like, the, the graphical capabilities to display everything that you wanted to display with the Dragon Age, like, with this mm-hmm. epic, epic fantasy game that you're... Yeah. That you're build uh, this world that you're building, so you finally have the the hardware capabilities to do it. So it's gonna look they different. Ad- yeah, they took advantage yeah. of it. But like for me personally, it was just more like overwhelming because the world's so fucking huge, and I'm used to like a bit more. Purple. Like purple. <laughs> the like the first game, as big as it was, yep. like it spanned different areas, but it had a like definitive map. Like, you always follow these definitive paths, whereas this felt a little more rambling, like, felt you know. felt very more open world. Yeah, it felt a little more like Fable or Skyrim, where you're, like, wandering around and you can go in different directions, and it isn't this, like, defined path all the time. Um, but I gotta say, like, as even though, like, so I played, like, a half hour maybe that night, and then I had to go to bed, and then the next day I sat down and got some actual time with it, once I got past the opening screen and they brought in, once Bioware brings the story in, I'm fine. Like, I'm totally fine. Once they get to the character builder, they, they hook me. <laughs> oh, the character creation in this one just made me cry, though. It's weird. It's really weird. Um, the, the character, character creator, it plays weird. nice. There's eight hairstyles, it feels like. I know. As much as, like, okay, and they go into, like, this whole thing where, like, you drag, um... You have sliders for everything. Yeah, so you, you have sliders to change all the stuff this time around. So, like, you do all this shit, like, all this intricate shit with sliders, but then you have eight hairstyles. Yeah, from. and that's the same for male and For female. guys and girls. So half same. of the female ones are, like, bald heads. I'm like, what the fuck? I don't want, like, bald There's, like, bald one heads. long hair, one ponytail, one ponytail with, like, little wisps in the front. One long hair. Then, one. like, a shaggy one, which is also one of the only close-looking ones to being normal for guys as well, which is the sad part. The guys won't have, like, a buzz cut with, like, a Justin Bieber thing going on, which... <laughs> that was the closest <laughs> I chose. There was one that slipped back, but it's, <laughs> it, it looks close to an afro... Then there's one where you're like, this looks really good, and you turn it around the back and it's a mullet. <laughs> uh-huh. And I'm like, you gotta be fucking I shitting know. me. Everything else is great, except for the weird hairstyle thing. I really hope they thing, I'm that. like, what the fuck was that? But it was, I mean, uh... I think they come along, far enough along that you're gonna have more than Origins eight hairstyles. Origins had more hairstyles. That's what blows my mind. Origins had more. I'm like, and they were pretty, like... My free-to-play games have more hairstyles than, than that. They, yeah. They, they got to the end of the game, and they're like, look, this is a great game. Shit, we forgot the hair. Pretty you know much. What I feel like that's like, what happened. Such a great game. And, and by what this is with all their games, the character creator is how they pre-generate their world. 
all the characters in that world have different hairstyles that are not even in the mix, and I'm like, I want that one. I know. That I want any of like these with the one I have. And I'm like, so I'm much. hoping because they have the assets that they can just eventually patch them in and add them and just. Um, I look, I'll so. pay That'd ten bucks nice. for that. It, it really, it honestly sounds like <laughs> somebody for that long. For, somebody yeah, forgot doesn't. like one line of code to say, "Hey, look, we've got like <laughs> sixty-four different hairstyles." This other code says. Look at all the dress these hairstyles. <laughs> oh shit, we forgot this. We forgot the end of go to page two. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, that's kind of what it felt yeah. like. And I've, I've, I'm only played like about two hours in, and like what freaked me out a little bit at the start, and like Kat was worried What's about that? when she started too, is uh, Dragon Age Origins and uh, Dragon Age Awakenings and uh, Dragon Age 2. When you see an enemy on screen, um, and when you hit attack, it goes to the nearest enemy. And it auto-walks auto you to them, and then you can start your attacks. This, you actually have to walk up to them Approach and stay them, on yeah. top of them. Like, they it's move, and you It's a little more action RPG-ish. So you have to, it's, but it's such a weird, it was such an odd mindfuck. Because, like, they'd walk away, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm hacking at the air. Cross adjusting to, to the PS4 controllers, because I was used to PS3 controllers, and, I mean, both other games were PS3. And so I was used to kind of, like, you know, even in D um, Dragon Age 2, like, the controls didn't really change that much. Whereas in this, they're totally different. Yeah. Once I got past like, isn't, that... Isn't R2 attack now? Uh, yeah. You, R2 is attack now. Constant yeah, attack? You just hold it. I yeah, just jump. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You heard that right. Bioware added a jump button to one of their games. I gotta say, you don't actually do anything with the jump, though. I mean, you can, well, okay. You can use it to traverse you some, like, You can use it, yeah. And... When you're walking, it works because, like, you're traver like you're going through, like, mountains and every, shit like that. So you have to, like, jump over yeah. rocks and stuff. So it does work in that function, but it's not actually, like, a combat thing at all. You don't it. use it in combat at all. Well, they binded it to the dumbest thing, though, because... To X, I know. X is also that. your loot, so if you're not close enough to loot, you just start jumping in front of chests. <laughs> and I'm like, no! I know, it's should, really so weird. Should, uh, Get a whole bunch of clips that just start make, just make a montage. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, I know it's but ridiculous. Aside from that, though, game is beautiful. It's it, it looks gorgeous. The textures are not flat. Yeah, once you get past the title screen and get to the main like story of it, it's Bioware. It made me happy. Like the second I got past that, and they were like, "This is your big mission, and this is all the shit that you do, and here's the specific places you have to go in the questing and the tag." They brought in the tactics, and I'm so and happy. We're gonna, this will come back up in the. Back half of the show, one of our last topics that we're going to talk about, but Dragon Age also did some really cool stuff, and I'm looking forward to talking about that. That'll probably With be one of our big, yeah. big discussions of the evening. But uh, um, I, the, oh, go ahead. I actually saw the the let's play that Nightmare did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was awesome. Uh, Nightmare, one of the writers on the website, is uh, now doing a let's play. So we did a quick, fast overview of Dragon Age Inquisition. That's up on the site. That video is linked on Caffeine Crew. If you look up the Nightmare Studios. Um, that video is embedded in that, so definitely check that out. He's going to be coming back, I think, in a week or two after he finishes the first time he goes through the campaign with a full review. Um, so keep your eye out for that on our YouTube page or the website. Um, but yeah, no, game is beautiful. It looks great. Uh, and I'm really happy with uh, exactly where, where they've gone with it. it. Frostbite 3 looks beautiful for only, like... What, the second game? Uh, the Storm Coast. The first time I got to the Storm Coast was insane because that's uh, where you bring in the ocean and uh, the rain and, like, the textures in that. Like, seeing the ocean with, like, all the columns and stuff like that, like, it's just 
you're all, you're on this coast, and I've never seen ocean in a game like this before. Yeah, like it's, it's waves are crashing against rocks, and you're seeing mist and stuff like that. And even the smoke effects, are, like from spells, they're swirling around your characters when you're walking. And Yay, like, particle physics. Oh, I know, and it looks good. It looks so really pretty. good. I mean, like anybody who played Battlefield Four, that's the only other game outside of this that's used Frostbite Three so far, and it is just pretty. It it's is gorgeous. really pretty. Like. If you play Dragon Age and Dragon Age 2, everybody remembers pretty much every piece of armor from both of those games because they really just, they were flat textures. They didn't have much to them. Chainmail was all connected, and the game was still fun and pretty. It was beautiful, Hashim. But, but seeing it now, though, seeing those same ones now finally it's fully still realized. beautiful. They are gorgeous. The game looks fantastic. That is. Other big thing. Female canaries are now playable. Yeah, mounts. <laughs> um, so they you did some ponies. Cool stuff. Yeah, they did some really cool stuff with the game. Horse master. And I, I'm looking forward to this, like you know what maybe in the, like hopefully sometime in November after Cat finishes her first playthrough just to hear <laughs> your thought. First of many. Yeah, and uh, ever review. I've site. actually been on uh, Caffeine Crew. I've been keeping uh, tabs. I've been doing um, like a romp through Dragon Age. Nice. So I've been kind of keeping tabs on like where I'm at in the playthrough. Um, I did my second update today because I did my first one at four hours in. I did my second one at ten hours in. I'm probably going to do another right up tomorrow. But um, I'm trying to just keep tabs of where I'm at, thoughts on what's going on mm-hmm. so far. And they're saying an average minimal basic run in this game takes anywhere from 60 to 90 hours. Um, if you try to do everything, apparently, that you're looking anywhere from about like 250 to 300 hours if you're trying to be a completionist. And there's about 40 endings to the game. So it looks like a lot of game. And uh, it's so far, I can, from what I've seen, from what's played, and what I've played myself, and from what everything Kat said, it's definitely easily a high contender for a game of the year. Yeah, no, Rob's such a completionist, and I showed him the, um, you have, like, the whole, que- like, the quest log in the journal, and I showed him the quest log for the Hinterlands, and I was like, It looked yeah, like half fun. of Dragon Age 2. Have fun completioning that and shit. And I just, I kind of, I mentally shut down, I'm like, I don't know what to you do. Bra- like, are you looking at that, if you're a completionist, your mind is just going to shut down. Yeah. Like, the Hinterlands quest list, and the Hinterlands is the first area you open up aside from Haven, which is, like, your main base. The first area you open up, which is kind of like when you were in Dragon Age, like, going to, not Lothering per se, but, like, um, when you go to, like, the Circle or one of those type of places, so it's where, like, the bunch of quests open up. Those are, like, manageable amount of quests. This just keeps going. You scroll, and you keep they scrolling, and the, you're like, holy The Hinterlands, I believe, is one of seven or one of nine areas in the game. They said yeah. each area is larger than the entirety of Dragon Age 2. Each area. But I mean, even if you take Kirkwall things like Sundermouth, really Kirkwall, like, yeah, you kept going back to the same environments, but holy shit, though. Like, the fact that it's. Like, Kirkwall was the size of a peanut. It, it was. was like. It was a city. That's all you had to walk around was a city. The same thing over oh. and over again. I actually finally just. Like, I finished Dragon Age 2 uh, Monday night. For the first time, so yay! It was finally. it was a fun it was it was fun and it was kind of a cool. I have to say, I mean, as much as I bitched about Dragon Age two, I played it a lot. Yeah. I like it's. I looked at it and I'd still rather play the Bioware game versus most other games. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, even though it was not Dragon Age Origins for me, it still was Bioware, which elevated it past the other ones. You're talking about game of the year, and and I. You're going to have a really tough contender with Warlords of Draenor. 
I've got two and others, and I think I want to save that for a show sometime in December because I've got two other games that I know are not on a lot of people's radars that definitely deserve it. Mm-hmm. Shovel Knight from Yacht Club Games is easily one of them. Got bored with it. I got uh, bored with Shovel Knight. I love that game. I got like that halfway. Game is beautifully done. It, that is the that is such a love letter to eight bit and sixteen bit games. But that's that's for another show definitely because we could talk about this for a long time. <laughs> but what we do need to do is take a quick break. And then we'll be back and dive into what is happening in the realm of comic books, especially in DC and Marvel, between Secret Wars and Convergence. Well, we're back, and as I mentioned before, we're going to do a little talk about DC and Marvel, and I'm not talking about their upcoming film slate. Um, plenty of other websites have done that. Just honestly, just punch that shit in Google and just have at it. So, two big things coming up are DC uh, next year is going to be starting Convergence. Uh, sorry. And Marvel will be working on Secret Wars. The cat has so, to Though, uh, I will say at some point, I would like to talk about Winter Soldier, but that's not neither here nor there. Winter Soldier. Oh, such a not, I'm sorry, not Winter Soldier. Civil War. Okay. Um, so, as Rob said, DC and Marvel are doing Convergence and Secret Wars, respectively. Which is their next big events. Which is their next big events. Marvel announced Secret Wars at um, New York Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Which was about a month ago. Yeah. And then for the next couple of weeks have been releasing small teasers. Like... Um, Civil War number one in 2015, uh, Iron Wars number one in 2015, and they're all. And then my favorite one was the X Men 90s animated series, and it said Fall 2015. I'm like, well, huh? And no, no, no. Explain these parts yet? Everybody's no. like, what the fuck is happening? No, no. The best fuck you was Renew Your Vows, and it showed Spider Man in as Peter Parker with Mary Jane. In front of the heart-shaped spider symbol from the wedding issue, issue from way back in the Amazing Spider-Man, with Mayday Parker as a small child on Peter's shoulder. Okay, which basically Marvel looking at Spider-Man fans going, "You remember that marriage you loved? Well, here, let's pour some salt in that wound and then stab you a couple more times." Oh, that's such a shame. So they brought Fuck up you. all of these event books that. And that, storylines that they've done. And everybody's yeah. like, why are we seeing all this shit for 2015? So then they then they announced that this mysterious villain, and if you've been... If you have a half a brain, the villain is Beyonder. And he was in the first Secret Wars that came out in 1995. Uh, he well, was in the second one that came out in 1997. Secret and, Wars, well, the original Secret yeah, Wars, yeah. it goes back into the 80s, you mean. 1985. 85, I'm That's sorry. the Black Spider-Man. Yeah, 1985, and the second one came out in 1987, I think. And then, of course, you have, you know, now they're doing Secret Wars. And hey, the villain's going to be the Beyonder, but we haven't confirmed that yet. The Beyonder will be taking all these different timelines that they've teased, placing them on one planet, and for 12 months, they will be battling it out. As every goddamn comic in the Marvel Universe crosses over with it. For a year. Okay. Well, not all, not everything will cross over for a year, but at some point, your comic that you are reading will not make sense unless you've picked up all the other ones. 
that's, uh... So you have a year of focusing on a story. At the end of this year, no one knows what's going to happen because the last teaser was everything ends. Yeah. And it, what it kind of looks like, well, I'll get what it kind of looks like in a minute, to in a minute, but let's go over to DC for a minute who's doing something completely different. <laughs> in DC, a villain named Talos, with the help of Brainiacker, is going to take all of these different timelines and put them on this planet. And they're going to battle it out for dominance. But it'll be in nine weeks instead of a year. <laughs> swear to God, they came out with they the same goddamn storyline. Yes, but normally they don't do it right on top of each other. That's true. Yes, they do, because like one of the ones that everybody remembers very clearly, if you're a comic book lover, Captain America Winter Soldier. Yeah, everybody remembers the Winter Soldier, Bucky Barnes. Bucky Barnes comes back from the dead. What was running the exact same time in Batman? The return of Jason Todd. No, that's not true. Um, the return tr- of Jason they, Todd started. It started in, in Hush, Hush a which year came, before. Yeah, so they set but, all that up. But the problem still, and I know this is splitting hairs, and for the people that aren't comic readers, I apologize. We're going to get into this just for a second. Um, <laughs> Hush, that was a red herring that was played because it was... It wasn't Hush. It was Two-Face and the Riddler were the big bads. Spoilers for a comic that's been out for like a decade. <laughs> so, tough shit if you have a problem with it. So, and then we're doing the Winter Soldier, and they're bringing back Bucky Barnes. And they're like, okay, then the actual Batman I, Batman issue, like, I think it was like 645-ish to yeah. like 655 was like the return of Jace, proper Jason Todd, and that's where they kind of shoehorned in bringing up the backstory of the Hush book, where they said, it was actually Jason Todd for this two panels, then he ducked off and rolled off this hill. And then Clayface <laughs> the, was yeah. looking like what you're Jason talking, Todd. What you're talking about is the, the single stories that don't cross over anywhere. Right. This is two events. The DC Convergence starts in April. Marvel Secret War starts in May. So... By just about the end of the first chapter of Secret yeah. Wars, Convergence is wrapping up. Right. But it's the same storyline. Mm-hmm. And, by the way, it'll be... Ri- DC's Convergence will be written by, uh, I think, the same guys who are doing Future's End. All of whom are good writers. Okay. Right. And do a fair, have been doing a fairly decent job with Future's End. Like, yeah. DC's got three weekly books running right now. Batman Eternal, which is some of the best Batman writings that's happened in, well, aside from the Scott, uh, Scott, Scott Snyder, Snyder, Greg Capullo book that's happening, which is, honestly, I've never seen Batman. Read that book. book. It's amazing. Don't look at the last pages. Read the books that are coming out right now. But yeah, just go through from New 52 on Batman, Greg Capullo, Scott Snyder. Amazing. I've never seen Batman written this well, aside from, what Scott Snyder's also helping run, which is Batman Eternal, which is their weekly book, uh, which is going to, like, 52 issues. Well, no. Actually, apparently what it's doing is it's stopping in March with every other... D- no, DC won't be publishing anything else besides Convergence and its tie-ins okay. during April and May. Every other book will go on hiatus for those two months, including Batman Eternal, at right. which point it'll wrap up its, old, its first year storyline. It will then come back... To do another year. Okay. So, but they're doing that Future's End and then World's End. And a lot of this stuff is tied to, obviously, what's going to Con- be involved in Convergence. Um, so, ultimately, as we bitch that Marvel is doing an event that's going to last a year, 
DC's doing something that's like, here's your 13-month storyline, technically. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, but on the other hand, Marvels will be written by uh, uh, Hickman. Okay. Uh, who is an excellent author, uh, writer, and if you've been reading Avengers and New Avengers and his Fantastic Four run, which was fantastic, fantastic. <laughs> um, Sorry, I hear fantastic, and I just read the synopsis for the Fantastic Four movie that's coming out next that's year. And fantastic. Yeah, let me tell I'm you. I'm not going to even get into it this episode. It's <laughs> not even yeah. a good move. Really, what we just need to do is a comic book movie podcast where we all beat beat down on Fox executives. I could go on that synopsis for an hour at least. So It's bad. You have the... uh, that Secret War will be written by Hickman. The problem with Secret War is, and I'm willing to bet this, I'm willing to put down $20 on this right now, you'll be able to cut out at least four issues of Secret War and still have the same exact story. Guarantee it. Guarantee it. Because Marvel loves, loves decompressed storylines. Yeah. They took the original Amazing Spider-Man origin, took two pages, maybe. See, Ultimate Spider-Man took seven issues. It was six before we saw him in costume. Don't get me wrong, it was an excellent seven issues, but you could have cut out three of those issues and just got to them in the costume by issue three. Right. Yeah. There's decompressed, and then there's, oh my god, what the hell are you it's, doing? It goes back to, um, like, again, everybody talks to... Captain America Civil, uh, Civil War is the next big movie. Yeah. And, if, you know, The Winter Soldier, you know, was a great movie. And everybody's like, Civil War, I, it was long since better than what Civil War was as a comic. Yeah. That scares me That's because heard, yeah. Civil War was stretched out over, like, six to, like... So it was seven se- issues... Seven months. ...of punching. It was seven seven months of nothing happening. And the it, when it ended, nothing happened. And then there was a aftermath book. That was everything that Civil War was trying to accomplish, and they did it in one issue. The pro- Okay, so since you've brought up Civil War, I'm going to go on my rant. So the problem with Civil War is in the Civil War comic book, Iron Man was the villain. Straight up and down, Iron Man was the villain. And he's going to be the villain in the upcoming Civil well, War movie. Well, the problem... He's an antagonist, we know this. The problem is, he, but he wasn't an antagonist in, in the Civil War book. He was a villain. He, mind, he cloned Thor. He mind-controlled supervillains so that they would hunt superheroes. Yeah. He got another superhero killed, and his general response was, we'll pay for the funeral and take care of his family. There was no remorse in it. Okay? On the other hand, Captain America became an idiot. Superheroes don't need to be regulated because they don't cause a ton of destruction. And I'm going to prove that by destroying eight blocks of Manhattan. And if you had a problem with the end of Man of Steel, then you should definitely have a problem with this. Yeah. <laughs> the last book of Civil War was a fight between every Marvel hero and on both sides in the middle of downtown Manhattan. And it got so bad that the cops jumped Captain America and told him to stop because he was doing more damage. It came this close to Captain America taking off Iron Man's head with his shield. So the Marvel Marvel Supers had a fight in Manhattan, and Manhattan didn't just disappear? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, Thor was dead at the time, so, you know. <laughs> so no gods were involved. Unless no you gods count were century. <laughs> um, but the, 
if they do this in the movie. Wait, was Hulk involved? No, he was okay. on a, another planet. They 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 <laughs> thought Hulk was too strong and blasted him into space. The pr- the problem yes, comes yes, yes okay. comic book logic has applied comics there. everybody. Um, the problem comes down to is if you move Iron Man into that position yeah. in the movie, what are you going to tell your ten year old? What are you going to tell your twelve year old? Hey, look, cool. here's the villain of the piece, Iron Man. What am I going to do with my Iron Man action figure now? Yeah. You know, what am I going to do with the Iron Man costume? Blast the shit out of the good guys. Okay. But then going the other way, if they make Captain America look like that, it's going to be retarded. Yeah. I think what's really going to be telling is what happens to the Avengers in the next Avengers movie. And then we'll be able to reevaluate what they're teasing mm-hmm. with Civil War, the Civil War. Yeah, movie. and it all depends That's on where true. it's going. But... Yeah. Again, my, my can call it now from a mile away. The Avengers will fall apart by the end of Avengers. Oh, of course, oh, yeah. yeah, of course. But oh, I do let see me tell it you, from the kids' standpoint, where it's yeah. like you know, it's marketing towards kids. Like that's the largest market for superheroes, mm-hmm. and it is kind of misleading. Like those darker storylines, you know, are kind of tough on like a mass Hollywood scale. But think of how much those kids who saw the first Iron Man have grown up. Since that first Iron Man movie. Yes, but you're not talking about those kids anymore because they're not kids anymore. They're eight, what, 18 now? Well, that's, that's, you're now talking about, you're you're keeping, you've got to make a film now that relates to the six year old boy and girl. And the 18 year old that watched the first Iron Man was blown away, you know? Um, but actually, uh, with Iron Man, so say you're, you know, you watched Iron Man at the age and you were younger, um, it's no different than Harry Potter. Because, like, when Harry Potter came out, I was in fifth grade, so I was actually the prime target Mm -hmm. for that. And so, even though a lot of people, if they got into Harry Potter later, they're like, oh, this is a kid's book, you know, I read it when I was a kid. So, for me, I was able to kind of go along with it and grow with it. Well, here's a big challenge, I think, in Hollywood in general. There's a very difficult formula. Harry Potter was actually one of the few franchises that actually succeeded because you know what? That last move, those two movies were dark, but ultimately, almost anybody could go in and not know it and still enjoy it. Like, geeks around the world have bitched and moaned about the Star Wars prequels till the fucking cows come home. But you know what? I have nephews that are six and under, and they shouldn't have been subjected to that. <laughs> they really enjoy Here's it. Here's the thing is though, they yeah, enjoy they it. Do. They know every one of those characters inside out and love them to death. As much as they love the ones that we watched and when we grew up with. Yeah, The thing is, the problem in the equation in all of this, they succeeded in making Star Wars movies that people loved. One through three still, which is weird to say, but there's a generation that loves them. We didn't because they missed us in that equation. That's yeah, true. Because they, they, they excluded Part of their fan base from the, the movies. Right. You can't do that. But they treated it as a family film without making sure there was enough nods to the people that made it what it was. That's true. But if Civil War says, yes, this is dark. And, or if Avengers 2 is dark. Yeah. But if they do the right things in tone that Marvel's really done a good job of is it appeals to the six year old and it appeals to the 55 year old that goes to see these things that because they love these characters, if they do that right, it's fine. It's the question of can they do that? The big thing is one from the 
three te- from the trailer, the teaser, and the wood chopping scene that all got leaked. Um, yeah, this, it's, I've already it's Tony Stark and, and Chris Evans is, is Steve Rogers is sitting outside chopping wood and talking politics. Yeah. Are you serious? Between those kidding. three things, I figured out what the movie's going to what the plotline of the movie is. Yeah, I won't say, but I figured out what the plotline of the movie is. Um, but uh, the. Yeah. <laughs> I know, we got off into the Marvel movies. Um, but the... Uh, my thing... The thing goes to both Marvel and the DC movies. They, um... They've hinged too much on... They've released too much information at this point. That's okay. fair. What ha- and I'm going to ask this hypothetically. What if Avengers Age of Ultron... It's just good. What if it's okay? What if it's not fantastic? What, what, what if, if it only makes like... Man of Steel money? It's going to be fantastic for me because James Spader's the voice of fucking all. <laughs> no, no, no. But, no, but I'm but just no, that's a good question. That's what happens really if question. it doesn't make Avengers money? It only it makes, makes Thor two, Batman Begins money, yeah. or Thor the original, or Thor. Kind of I think they've got to accept... Or, or even worse, Amazing Spider-Man 2. Oh. No, no, I'm not going to say it's going to be that big. What if it's, what if it's Just go. only Spider-Man 2 good? They're hinging too I, much. I think, no, I, I think they're, they've, they've got to work in their acceptable losses. And if it's going to be that middle filler movie, it's going to be that middle filler movie. But you've and also banked... The next five years in Hollywood with nine films oh, running man. off the back of and DC, that film. And DC and Marvel. frightening. And DC did it too. DC, DC and Marvel have done the same do. thing. What happens if... Green Lantern. No, no, no. No, even no, sooner. Saying. What happens <laughs> if Man of... Uh, if Dawn of Justice bombs. is okay? That's true. Bombs or is it okay? But you're, you've got to hurt. You've got to take those risks. If you don't take those risks, those movies don't no. get made because the actors that were there for the first it's, one don't no, come back. Here's the answer to all these problems: The Stand is going to be a four-part movie. No, we'll no. all just go see The Stand for four fucking years. It'll no, be no. okay. It'll be okay because that means they care about the source material that it's based upon. No, no. What, I, what I'm saying is they should take those risks, but I shouldn't know what the next ten movies are. Just I, tell me the next two. I actually agree with that because I oh, think and that Civil much. War. Okay, the biggest thing to come out of Civil War won't happen in the movies. Yep, I can guarantee it. The biggest thing that came out of the comic book, yeah. and again, spoilers for a comic that came out ten fucking years ago. <laughs> If you have a complaint, I don't care. <laughs> that comic came out while I was still married. Yeah. Okay. In, at the end of Civil War, Captain America gets arrested. In the aftermath, in Captain America 25, he gets shot and killed. Yep. Oh. Okay. And the not, Winter Soldier becomes Captain America. They're not going to do that in movie in the movie. You want to know why? Yeah. Because there's no Captain America movie between Captain America 3 and Avengers uh, Infinity War. If yeah. there was a movie between there, they could have another Captain America, and then Captain America comes back. Yeah. But there's not. So Steve, Ev- so uh, what's his name? Chris Evans will be Steve Rogers. And he's also Infinity got, War. we also don't know he, how many movies he's got on his deal. Exactly. 
I agree with you with the uh, releasing too much information thing, though, because having that many movies scheduled, like, the way hype works in marketing, you need to have, there's a fine line. Like, if you don't have enough time, you'll lose it, mm -hmm. but if you put too much time into it, people get bored. Yeah. They hear about it, oh, okay, so there's going to be this movie, and then they forget about it and don't care anymore. You want to have the hype in where it's like, you know, a short, like, there's that window, there's that mm -hmm. sweet spot, you gotta hit that sweet spot with hype. I mean, that's how marketing functions. Yeah, it's, it's getting to the point with, with me, is especially after they released the, their whole plan until 2020, oh, God, yeah. and it's like, you're, you're overloading us with mm -hmm. things that I'm just, I'm starting to not care about again. It happened a lot when the, when it was pretty much every blockbuster, every blockbuster of the summer was like three more superhero movies. Yeah. I just got so sick of it. I felt the same way. The, the biggest problem is, and this is, I don't care about the Avenger, about Age of Ultron. I don't. Yeah. Because I know they're going to get through it. How do I know? Well, Thor's got a movie and Iron, and Iron Man's in Captain America. Yep. Oh, and by the way, let's talk about Avengers. It, yeah. So all the major players, I can tell you who's going to die. I can tell it to you and I can guarantee he'll, it'll look like he dies. But he'll be back for, infi uh, for Infinity <laughs> War because Hawkeye's going to bite it. Yeah. How do you know? He's not in any of the other movies. Yeah. Uh, that's fair. So, I mean, for me, when I look at all a lot of these slates, and then I go back and look at the comics, like, you look at a lot of that stuff, and, like, you can see it right now, too. Like, people got uppity about the Flash TV show. I fucking love the Flash TV show. Me Being too. a comic book fan to just liking TV. Um... The biggest grape that show has gotten from the comic book community is we know everything that's going to happen because this is too faithful to the source material. These are the same people that were saying years ago, our comic book movies are not faithful to the source material. I know, you can't when you win. give them what you want, they're like, we already know what's going to happen. Yeah. Oh, it's the problem Welcome with The Walking Trolls. Dead. Yeah. There's the problem with The Walking Dead. The first season I thought was great. Then they started adhering more to the comic book, and I was like, I read this already, why am I watching it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I got that. So, real quick, I know, like, I know you... Sorry, we went off on a tangent there, that's my bad. It was an important tangent, though, <laughs> yeah. too, that resolves around yeah. a lot of this comic stuff. And, like, while we talk Secret Wars, we didn't talk a lot about Convergence. Like, we know it's all these timelines, but Convergence, that sounded very vague. Yeah. And you kind of expand on that a little bit, because we know Secret Wars is... All of Marvel is in turmoil for a, a year. Yeah. Convergence, like I said, will be nine weeks. They'll also be put, putting out 40 two-parters. So, 80 books. Right. Okay, not 42 parters. Uh, 42 parters. Um, oh, and they'll be revisiting concepts from, yes, the yesteryears of DC. So you'll have, um, nine, so the first two weeks have been announced and you'll have Red Robin, Pre-New 52. Yeah. <laughs> Pre-New 52, where he wore the hood and not the wings. Yeah. Um, teaming up with Stephanie Brown Batgirl and Cass Cassandra Cain Black Bat mm -hmm. to take on... Um, Cassandra Cain was also one of the Batgirls. She was the yeah. one I that she was, No, I knew she was a Batgirl. I was like, I never had the Black Bla Bat. Black That's why I was yeah. like... Grant Morrison came up with that. It was actually pretty cool. She That's worked right. out of Tokyo, I think, or something. Okay. Like that. Yeah, it was a fun okay. character. Um... Then you have, uh, you know, Superman still in the red underwear and married to Lois Lane having a baby. 
you're going to have Batman teaming up with Asbats to take on Kingdom At- Come Batman. And Asbat is the Nightfall, Gene Paul Valley, uh, crazy psychotic Batman in the fucking armor. Yeah. Going back to Batman at like issue 500. Holy yeah. shit. You're going to have uh, the Justice League International, you know, face off against Justice League Detroit. Yeah. Which is like... The shortest know. fight ever on record. <laughs> just, what you were just, saying, though, it sounds like this actually has like a purpose to it, where it's like they're going to duke it out to see well, okay, so Both series have the potential to do something interesting. Secret Wars has the potential to be Marvel's, funny enough, Crisis on Infinite Earths. Okay. okay Crisis Amazing on Infinite- series back in the 80s for DC fans rated it's fun. Yeah. In 1985, DC decided they didn't want all their alternate timelines, so they condensed them all into one timeline. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's it sounds like book. Marvel's. That's what it sounds like Marvel's doing. Yeah. So Marvel, for the first time since the 1960s, <laughs> no, going back further, since yeah. the 1940s, when Captain America first appeared under Timely Comics, Marvel might do a reboot. Okay. Not like a Marvel point one for fans yeah. out there that yeah. know it, or Marvel now. No, just Re- reboot, like reboot, fiction. like a DC reboot, cool. and restart everything and make things the way that certain people want. And it could really result in some amazing books. Yes, like Marvel right now has an amazing slate of writers, and if they can actually pull together some of the best storylines and erase certain storylines from people's like memory, like. The Clone Saga, or Spider-Man Other, or... Yeah. And ultimately, Brand New Day was good, but, like, some of the crap that went before that. The big thing is, like... And Marvel could actually take a minute to address something that DC tried to address, but didn't quite get it right. For a second, I thought you were going to say on how Wolverine is on every team of the X-Men. But no, 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 no. <laughs> but they could address the, the racial thing. The, the racial and... All of Marvel's heroes are white men. Yeah. Let's be honest here. But hey, look, maybe we could, you know, if we reboot, maybe the Fantastic Four is African-American. Yeah, that's cool. They can do some really cool things, and there's yeah. a chance for Very them to cool. actually do something special. And if this, the new female Thor is and a DC strong character. And DC can fix New 52, right? And, if D, and DC <laughs> and Convergence has the opportunity to put Please. the timelines back, put slices of time back in. So the DC gets back the one thing that they lost, which was their legacies. Tim Drake is and Robin. You actually, you were talking to me and Kat before we started this this uh, episode, and you had the best statement for how you fix the New 52 and something like Convergence. And the statement you told us, and that rang so true to me from being a DC fan since I was a fucking kid, was when the New 52 started, said five years ago. And all you have to say is, in the beginning. In the beginning. If you say, instead of five years ago, you don't have to be explain why there were six Robins in five years. You don't have to do a lot of these things that alter all these characters and how could Superman have died and all of these people have taken their place and have all in fallen in line time, in such yeah. a short amount of time. How the world could know these heroes. How people like Wally West exists. It's as much as I love the fact that they're like, hey, look, there's, you know, a black flash that's pretty fucking cool. But you're also really pissing off your fan base that was like, Wally West was my Flash. I, I know him as the ginger. That was amazing. Yeah. And I followed the adventures of him and his wife and his kids. And that was a lot of fun to read. Yeah. You can fix those problems, but say, hey, here's a lesser, you know, C or D list character that 
you can make a change to and do whatever you want to or create a new character and make them something very special. I mean, like, hell, in the New 52, DC made a, took a character I never cared about and absolutely loved. And if you watch The Flash, you know exactly who this character is. You just don't know him as a hero yet. But there's a character named Vibe. Vibe was a crap character in the 80s that was like the breakdancing, hey, look, I'm hip. He was the Poochie from The Simpsons. (laughs) That's exactly who this character was. And they made him this amazing character that was deep that got a year of books before it got canceled. And Mm -hmm. that's Cisco Ramon from The The Flash TV show. He's an amazingly wonderful character, and he is very charming on The Flash show. And if they turn him into Vibe and say, hey, look, this is what we can do with legacy old characters that have been used incorrectly and do something special... But if you fuck with a character that carries your brand, you're going to piss off the people that are carrying you as a company. Convergence is a chance for them to fix all of, I give them a lot of credit saying we're starting over. People have been reading for a long time. They've done a lot of great things in the New 52. But this is a chance for them to do something special for the people the that problem. made them who they are. And why DC survived the end of the 90s when the comic book companies were falling apart. The problem is... Flashpoint didn't lead to a reboot. It re- led to five years later. Mm-hmm. Um, or five years ago. And funny enough, DC and Marvel make the same mistakes, even though there's new people at the helm. When they did Crisis on Infinite Earths, about five years later, they had to do a series called Zero Hour, in which it fixed all the continue, all the errors that Crisis on Infinite Earths did. Marvel did the same thing with Secret Wars too. They just put out a whole new series to fix it. But yeah, so that's kind of your look at convergence and Secret Wars and a lot of Marvel DC talk. And yeah, I know that was all over the place, but it could be very interesting. Wa- watch my column for more. So yeah, I'm awake. <laughs> <laughs> so I know we're gonna lose TJ here because he's got to get back to his wife this evening. And but uh, thank you very much for joining us. Tonight. No problem. You guys all have fun, and again, check out Spandex and Capes to find out more about Convergence and Secret Wars as they come out. Cool. Well, thank you for uh, for coming out tonight, and we'll see you in a couple episodes. Yep. Awesome. So, the last big topic we wanted to get into this evening was a pretty interesting topic, which was actually the rise of the friendly LBGT community in TV's games and movies. I would say LGBT friendly because if you say that they're just friendly it's kind of Yeah, sorry. I was re- I was reading I was reading re- They're Canadian. <laughs> they don't break into your house and if they do they say I'm sorry and here's your Timbits. Um I brought you Tim Hortons. <laughs> I only broke into your house to give you Tim Hortons. But we have been seeing we have been seeing a really nice rise and a change in the landscape of how we consume media and the fact that it is evolving, finally. Like, we've been bitching and moaning about it for so long, and now voices are starting to be heard. And yeah, are really I actually um, have to give props to Teen Wolf for doing a really, really good job with handling LGBT stuff. Because um, it is aimed at teens, too, which is great, because it's like, they're at least propagating good messages with that. It's one of the only shows I've seen, and now it's starting to increase, but it's one of the only shows I've seen that don't treat gay characters as, oh my god, look, they're gay! You know what I mean? Like, the one um, werewolf, or no, one of the um, guys who's gay on the show is a rug, or no, he's a lacrosse player. 
and one of the big stars on the lacrosse team. It's not announced. It's not discussed. It's you. You find out. It's in, like, like it's just. It's like he's gay. Oh, it's like okay, moving on. They don't, but they don't even like call any attention to it. It just happens like he like is staring at a guy and commenting on it and stuff like that, and that's all that's brought up. Um, on, on another one is um, in Gotham. I know a lot of people don't like the show, but <laughs> the relationship between it's doing some stuff right. Yeah, um, it does the cobblepot stuff. Fantastic. That and the mafia well. stuff is amazing. It's so good. Yeah, but um, the uh, they just started bringing back the relationship with um, uh, Barbara. Barbara and uh, Montoya. Montoya. And it's, I, not, I, it's not treated as I'm like, gonna oh. Keep, I'm going to keep my mouth shut on this because I have a whole lot of problems with this. The Montoya thing, yay. Yeah. But the but it's, I'm just using this as an example. It's like, they're not treating it as, hey, look, they're, it's a it, it's a lesbian couple. It's mm-hmm. it's it's more focusing on, on like. They were um, a couple. They were, they were just, it was a couple. It's like, oh, now they're back together. What what the fuck? You're fucking over a gym now. It's like, mm-hmm. it's not anything to have to do with sexuality. It's having to do with more of like. Like uh, on a relationship level, it's not yeah. pointing fingers. I'm like gay, gay, look, gay content. Everybody watch because gay content, gay content. It, it's like not other that. shows. I think um, I, I saw something about. I never actually watched Glee, but I did see like some of the gays. Like some of the gay characters they had were like horribly like flamboyant stereotypes, and it's like um. But Team Wolf actually also handled by really, really well. Um, the one character is bi, because at like, one point someone asks him, like, if he prefers guys, you know, or if, like, he dates guys or girls, and he's like, I date both. And you never, it never got brought up, it never got addressed before then, but it was just a thing. Just do the, the thing that I say, I'm greedy. <laughs> I want it all. I want it all. Yeah, and I love seeing that addressed so naturally, where it's not, like, put under a microscope, or, like... You know, have, you know, there's tons of glitter and scarves thrown around it or something like that, where it's just like, no, this is just what it is. It, that, oh, go ahead, go ahead. That, that's the thing that's, that bugs me about, like, the gay stereotyping is that all the, the male, uh, gay people are like, it's super, like, it, it's, uh, mm-hmm. big gay, like, big gay owl status. Yeah. Like, where they have to portray the gay characters like big gay owl. It's like, mm-hmm. but that's, uh, the stereotypes, stars. the stereotypes are grounded in, in uh, context, but that's not every gay yeah, character. But that seems like, how it—it's it, like how they're all portrayed. Like it's odd to say, but oddly enough, like a show like Will and Grace was the first first thing I can remember in my mind that was like Will. Like he was a very normal Will was dude, pretty normal. Mm-hmm. No, and he was like, true. no, he's gay. Like you know, you had his cohort that was the flamboyant type, but like it showed both sides of the spectrum. Hey, like there are flamboyant like you know but and same thing with like you know lesbians there's some lesbians that follow the you know stereotypes with that too but like a lot of people aren't and that's yeah. it's nice to see some representation of that where mm-hmm. it's just well, naturally like, there where it feels like they're just acting like people instead of yes. acting acting out the the stereotype the caricature yeah right it's, it's no different than, like, diversity stuff where it's, like, token black or things like that where they're throwing catchphrases out and shit like that. It's, like, it's nice to see people that their character is more important than the fact that they're gay. Well, it's kind of funny, too, because, like, if you think about how much things have come, like... <laughs> <laughs> all over face, neck, and chest, you know? Um, <laughs> I, but I had to throw a bell at <laughs> But, um... But, like, you even go back to things that, like, a lot of us have grown up with. Like, things like Kevin Smith, like, Chasing Amy. Chasing Amy was a huge one. But, like, they addressed it well, but at the same time, they 
didn't because you have a, like, a very m- memorable moment in that movie where Banky Edwards, Jason Lee, sat down and did the the, the four way crossroads with the Easter Bunny, Santa Claus, like the lipstick lesbian and, the, and like the man hating Bulldyke, and it was that whole idea of you know which one gets to like you know the giant pile of cash in the center first, and it was just like it's the man hating Bulldyke because the rest of them don't exist, and it's like. Hollywood has had that mindset for so long. Yeah. And it's yeah. kind of like, no, they can exist. Any of yeah. it can exist. And it's we're now seeing this really happy, like, renaissance of people realizing that we don't have to point fingers at it. It can be anybody. We don't have to say, hey, look, that's the, the guy in the scarf, like, big gay owl. Or <laughs> it's like, look, it's like, that's the chick with, like, the spiky hair that's slightly overweight that was, like, the man-hater, like, and stuff She's like that. She's wearing plaid. She, yeah. <laughs> the lumbersexual. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a thing now, too. It is a thing. It is a I, thing. And I hate that it's a thing because I know, I oh, it's ruining it for people who actually go out in the, into the woods and fucking chop down trees. Yeah, stop it. <laughs> now they're just going to The brawny man you. is angry. <laughs> Now they're gonna sexualize you. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I agree though. Team Wolf, though, like when Cat was starting to watch Team Wolf from, uh, I gotta blame Kev, one yeah. of our other writers on the site. He got me to watch it. I watched the first episode. I'm like, ah, they're doing sports. I'm not watching this shit. And then he was like, No, dude, you gotta watch it. And I'm like, All right, I'll give it a chance. And then I was like, Holy crap, they actually do a good job. Yeah, and it was the same thing for me. It really was that nice trickle down, like where like Cat brought up to me. I'm like, Team Wolf, really? They made that a show. But that was like how I felt like when they're like, We're making Buffy a TV show, and I'm like, really? Like, Luke Perry and all this were... (laughs) But, like, but I watched it, and I'm like, holy shit, they're doing this really well. This feels right. And the fact that MTV is doing it, I'm like, MTV doesn't do things right. I know. MTV fucks shit up. So, like, when they said, hey, like, and it it just made me, like, have faith in that uh, them as a network with Viacom. Like, hey, look, we're gonna do something cool, because, like, me and Kat were geeking out the other day, they're like, they're doing like the Shannara books as a, oh, yeah, I'm super as a TV about that. show. If like, anyone's a Terry Brooks fan, awesome writer. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, people. but back on point, I'm like, Team Wolf gave me faith. Like I was like, they can do this well. Like they can yeah. do this really well. Dragon Age Inquisition actually um, is doing a really great job so far with that too. This is the first game I've ever seen with like relationship options where um, it's a. Uh, they have, this is actually the first game, I think, period, where they have a um, relationship option where it's male only. Like, Dorian is one of the mages, and he only romances male characters. Um, actually, Mass Effect 3. Did um, they do that? There was a, um, there was one of the people on the ship, I believe. Uh, it was the commander yeah, that was giving you missions. Yeah, but this is the first time it's a character, not an, an actual character, not like yeah, a side, a a side person. Because NPCs, they did that in Dragon Age. Um, That's true. One, two, in Dragon Age Origins. That was um, um, Isabel. Isabella, that ended up being in two... Wasn't it? She would know. She would do both. Yeah, she was um, but both. Oh, that's were, right. That's right. But there were she like, has the three-way. NPC ones. But this is the first time like an actual character um, has actually a preference. And what they're trying to do with Dragon Age Inquisition is um, Showing paint you it reality. as realistically, yeah, paint it as realistically as possible. So like, for example, um, one of the guys will date only females, and one of the guys will date only guys, and one of the girls will date only girls, and one of them will. You know, so, like, the romance options are actually based on preference, and some of it, like, I think the Kunari will only do Kunari females, or... It's Kunari females and females, uh, humans, but, like, what if it's a dwarf or an elf? They hate, they're like, we don't like dwarves and elves. And I think Solus only will, will do male or female, but only elves. 
But yeah. I miss banging everything. Bang everything. But it's amazing to see that, like, in the course of like that complexity is cool though. When we've had a choice in video games, like after like we're talking like 16-bit era here, like when like games started giving us what felt like freedom, um, they're starting to tighten those reins and saying, "Well, you want freedom, but we also we're going to try to give you reality." And it's kind of like, this is what everything is really like. And the fact that they're giving real options and making it say, like, look, like, they're not pointing fingers. It's like, this character's gay. It's like, no, that's just their preference. Mm -hmm. But, like, again, it it is what reality is. And TV is reflecting it. Movies are reflecting it really well. And it's, it's, we feel like, I seriously feel like we've gone from, like, night to day completely. Because it seems like it's really just been in the last, like, two or three years there's been a massive push to make these changes. Because I don't remember this for a long time. Like, there's been ideas of it, but never well received. Like, no, like you talk to the LBG community, and they're always kind of like, they're trying, but they're just failing. But, like, the fact that you're seeing positive responses, especially with Dragon Age. They're like, doing something really awesome. They're, they're doing it right, and they're actually giving it the treatment that it deserves. They're not treating it like... You know, like, the Christian Coalition is like, that's a disease! No, 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 don't touch that shit, you know? Mm-hmm. But they're, it's kind of, or they're not treating it like a sitcom, it's, this is, this is how life actually is. And it's actually becoming socially acceptable, and it's really changing the landscape of a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. I wish I had more to input on this, but I, I apparently don't consume as much media as I think I do. <laughs> We all know that. Um, I, I think really the only thing I can talk about is the, the couple of web comics that I read. Um, questionable content. Yay, the, um, the, uh, which, the current arc that they're going through. <gasps> Wait, right. I don't actually know this. Tell me. So, Tell well, me. Anyways, I mean, he's, he's had a number of different characters. Um, Martin, his main character, is uh, is the straight white male. Yeah. Um, who was originally going out with Dora, who is... Uh, she's with Ty now. She's right? with Ty now. Yeah. So she, she was bi. But now Martin has moved on, and he started going out with uh, Claire. Claire, who is trans, yeah, and she was like, "But did he end up going out yeah. with her?" Okay, yeah. and he cool. he was like, "He's like, yeah. yeah, so should we go out?" And she's like, "But I'm trans," and he's like, "And that's awesome." So your you know, point is exactly. What? I um, like you because I like you. Um, okay. Yeah. Right, I'm not entirely That's sure I need awesome. more of a reason than that. And uh, the other one that I read uh, regularly is Girls with Slingshots, um, which Jamie, the kind of second main character, is is by. She's going out with Aaron, who is asexual, but is okay with Jamie finding men just to sleep around with on the side so she can, you know, fulfill her sexual desires. Yeah. Um, you know, which is interesting because... That's interesting. I actually don't know much about asexual, so that's cool to see something represented with that. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, Erin really, you know, loves Jamie, but is like, look, I can't fulfill you in this way, so you can certainly go out and be fulfilled in this way by, you know, whom you whom you wish to, you know, wish to see. Yeah. And, and it's still, it, it kind of functions a, a bit like, you know, they, they certainly have the, the poly relationship in terms of, you know, she has to say, this is what I'm doing, and, and, and are you okay with it? And Yeah. It goes like that. That's but interesting. 
uh, one of the web comics I'm reading is a super normal step. Yeah. And the main character is like that tomboyish, like asexual character. Um, it's a female that got dropped into an alternate universe, alternate uh, Earth, mm-hmm. where magic exists, and she's trying to find her way back. And there's like there's all this subplot of like pe- other people getting pulled to this world, and apparently her father like kind of knew about it, and um, like they've hinted at her kind of like falling for um, a construct. Okay. Uh, because the one of the main villains of the story has been trying to bring back his uh, like like kind of like his family. Mm-hmm. And that's like he's because that's like that it's like that asexual relationship. Yeah, that's very interesting to see mm-hmm. how that would play out. But like the, these these constructs that he created uh, through magic, like have personalities. Okay. And, and like they look human, but like they're they're very much constructs that can't be killed. And um, it, it's a really neat way to neat look at it. And um, one of the other characters who's uh, who's a lesbian tries to get with the main character and like they through their conversations they find out well that 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 the main character is is, is more is is asexual and oh, that's neat. she's yeah. fine with being fine like being like really good friends but not not like having any sort of like mm-hmm. any sort of like um like physical relationship makes sense yeah that's um, so interesting i kind of wonder with um sherlock the way that's presented um, the BBC Sherlock, it feels like Sherlock is. It's very asexual. Asexual, like, yeah. They've tried to have him have relationships, like, and it's like... It I, doesn't work. Right. He, he, like, even with them, when they introduce women into the equation with him, it's always treated as, they're intriguing, like, stimulating mentally, mm-hmm. but, but my he work never is better. has any, yeah, he never really has any physical interest, though. It's, yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely, exactly, like, the, I think it was the first episode of series two yeah where uh, i was the red the red dress i think episode or i forget what it was called um, but i know the i know exactly what the episode yeah, you're talking about i mean mm-hmm. he he walks into i can't i can't, certainly i can't remember the name of the, the woman i don't either but yeah, i know who you're talking um, about though. she's got you know scandalous pictures well, she was, a, she, was a, she was like the professional dominatrix yeah like. yeah and he walks in and she's like yep i'm not wearing anything because if I wear something, it's going to give him a clue. But then he has to open the safe while, you know, when everybody else is busted and saying, hey, you're going to give us this stuff or we're going to shoot you. And she's like, I gave you the combination to the safe already. And he's thinking, oh, it's her measurements. Just like it's a thing and not like it's a naked woman standing yeah, in front exactly. of him. exactly. Because he, like, he's so logical and he doesn't really process like that sort of thing i like that they even though they bring in different women that have interest in him i like that they don't try to push him in that direction because it wouldn't fit the character at all and i like that they kind well, it of feels like it veers it towards like a traditional drama or almost that sitcom feel where it's like this person's in love with this person and such and such and such it's like the important part is the stories they're trying to tell not as much the relationships the relationships are the relationships between him and john in, in that That's show. That's the big friendship, yeah. And it, it's about friendship. It's not about, you know, actual physical relationship. Mm-hmm. One thing I gotta say is that I, I watch a lot of anime, so yeah. I'm dealing with, like, the, the, the Japanese take on relationships. Yeah. And for if you're not counting, like, the porn industry, yeah. most of the time it's um, straight 
uh, and everyone has to be in a relationship. Every series very has true. to deal with like yeah. some sort of of like like um, boyfriend girlfriend relationship. Yeah, it's very. Um no, it's not yeah. varied. Yeah, and like gay is always very over the top. Like even thinking like I know like the last thing I can think of that me and Cat watched was like Bach and Test. Um, there's the the gay female character that's obsessively like in love with the other one of the main female They're leads. Obsessive, mm-hmm. though, yeah. But it's the obsessive over the top. It's not that slapsticky like big gay owl thing. But it's it's a completely other it's slapstick in a way. Though. But it's slapstick in a way. It's it, it's it, it's odd. Where where the um the like the the uh, L- LGBT really kind of shines in the uh, Japanese culture is in the manga. Yeah. Where where like a lot more the authors have a whole lot more freedom to to yeah. play with the uh, play with characters and relationships and go against stereotypes and mm-hmm. although they do, they do have the trap stereotype and they play that card a lot. What one? The trap stereotype. The the uh, the. Uh, the the crossdresser. Yeah, I think I was gonna say the androgynous. Oh, I was yeah. the androgynous. What I was thinking about That's going true. is like there was a really actually I I haven't seen it in a lot of animes, but there's one that really stands out really clear in my head is Nariko from. That's Kishigiri. what I was thinking too. And that was handled she incredibly was my well. Favorite. That actually was handled really well. Fishkin. And that was that crazy. that's going back to the early nineties. But that's rare. And that it, was, it was that it was, was very rarity, rare, but, but it's like, it's a very loved anime. It's it a is very a loved anime. anime. You said uh, something about Baka and Test. Um, you, you, th- there is the one, uh, the one trap in in Baka and Test. Yeah, yeah, Hideyoshi. Hideyoshi. Yep. Hideyoshi. Yep. And you know, Hideyoshi's only. <laughs> oh. <laughs> as I, I, I always, I mean, I will say this: as much as they make it a punchline, I, it, 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 the show is hysterical it though, because really I love funny. like my one of my favorite episodes. Seriously, still was uh, when they all went to um, the bathhouse, and it was. The men changing room, the Mil- women changing room, and then there was a sign Hideyoshi's only <laughs> for him only to change. And I love the fact they always bring that up as a joke. Anytime he changes, it's they do the glittering sparkle towel removal, but like it's not cover. It's always covering from like the armpits down to the, almost the knees every time. Like just That's enough. Funny, yeah. There is one thing that um that everyone keeps forgetting. Uh, poison from. Hmm. Street Fighter video games, from, yeah, yeah, that's a huge classic one. Um, because, because actually, was, not Street Fighter. Uh, it was Final uh, Fight. Final Fight, yeah, Final, Final Fight. Fight, which was, was 1991. For fuck's sake! Because uh, there was there was a big uproar about a fighting game involving a female character, and that it was going to be guys beating up on a female. Yeah, like um, a lot of people know out there that if you played a game like Final Fight and Streets of Rage were like these huge two big games, and anytime I know I say Streets of Rage, Cat always like laughs at me whenever I play that. Like, it should be a racing me. game. It's not a fucking side scrolling. I baller. never knew what it was, and he said Streets of Rage, and I'm thinking Streets of Rage. If you like that title, sounds like it should be a racing game, <laughs> or or a side scrolling beat 'em up in the streets. <laughs> yes, but yeah, but Final Fight. There's a character that Tim's talking about. Yeah, um, it. But um, a, the, uh, a lot of the people had a problem with uh, people beating up on a female. So the creators came out and said that Poison is trans. It was a transgendered character. Really? A transgendered in character. Japan. In Japan. Oh, wow. Which is the one of the crazy really parts. Crazy. because they, they, they tend they, to be very stringent yeah. on that stuff. They're, they're very, very conservative. Mm-hmm. Like, as much as they turn it into jokes and anime and stuff like that... They are very, like, stringent on that. But they actually actively made changes, though. Like, when May came out and said that character was transgendered, when it got localized in North America, 
they even made changes to um, the character's design and everything like that before it ever came out in the arcades, before it hit Super Nintendo. Yeah. And they're like, no, it's a female. We're going to show less skin. We're going to make all these things. Like, this is actively a woman. And, like, they changed the backstory to what Capcom, really? as, a, as a company, stated what this character was. Yeah. I'm like, they changed to... the character bibles and all these things. So that they made her um, poison female in the States? They made... They stated that it is a female in, in That's kind the of States. funny because they also fucked that shit up with um, Sailor Moon when it came out in the States, too. Oh, yeah. Because they made the lesbian couple. Um, it was Haruka and Mishiru. They were the Sailor Uranus and Sailor Neptune. They made, they were gay. They made them cousins in the dub when it came out, which was really weird. And I was pretty young when I was watching it, so I didn't really understand. And when I watched the Japanese, I was like, oh, this is really different. Like, they're cousins. (laughs) Uh huh. They fucked it all up. And it's like, but I'm glad to see that, like, from those days, we have really come so far that they wouldn't have to do something like that nowadays. That's funny, though, because, like, the, like, even when we bring up the poison thing, like, they still joke about that constantly. Like, yeah. you see a lot of males cosplay as poison at a lot That's of events, awesome. which is really cool to and, see. And, like, they even brought that character up in, like, more recent things like Street Fighter X Tekken mm-hmm. and Street Fighter 4 and Ultra Street Fighter 4, I think, more yep. specifically, poison became a character. And they keep keep that very androgynous. Actually, the funny thing is, uh, I know we're getting close to the end before we have to get to the MFK. There's another character even going back before all of this in video games. And it's from Nintendo, oddly enough. Mario Brothers 2. The U.S. Mario Brothers 2. Let's not convince it with uh, Mario Brothers 2 in Japan, which is we all know in the States is the Lost Levels. Um, but when Mario Brothers 2 came out in the States, they had an enemy type called Birdo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Birdo was kind of, it looked like a Yoshi character, but it was all okay. pink and had like a white circular stomach, kind of yeah. like a penguin with a little bow in his head. Aww. The character bible for that character stated he. Oh. And it was a male character that was very, very feminine, and Nintendo stuck to their guns and always said, it is a he. Birdo 100% is a he, Aww. but they Birdo. kept it very much like that, but that's going back to like 1987, 1988. And, again, Japanese company. People that you don't think that are going to put this out and stand by yeah. their guns. And especially Nintendo, which is a very family-oriented company. Um, it was very interesting to see them do something like that. So it's crazy to see between that and Capcom with Poison. Yeah. Uh, another um, another trap character that uh, in fighting games is Bridget mm-hmm. from Guilty Gear. Uh, very much, and the none that fights with the yo-yo. None that fights with yeah. the yo-yo that's a boy. Um and it's it, and it's been from the very beginning. It it has been a trap character. It's a trap character. And they state very clearly in those character bibles and the character profiles that this is a man that yeah likes to, uh, prefers to and well, states that not first, but they like they were adopted that, by that the church, yeah, that, by like a convent. So yeah, but states that they feel female. And yeah. it's really cool that to see, like, even small things. Like, a lot of people say, like, stories in funny, funny games and stuff like that don't matter. But the fact that they're willing to make a step, which is and, amazing and like, a, and, for a culture change. And for the most part, in fighting, game, they, fighting games, they make a stand. Yeah. They make a stand on, on, what, they, on what they put in. It's, the sad thing is they can kind of get away with it because yeah. fighting games, people don't pay attention to the story. Yeah. I mean, like, the only time I think I, I know anybody that really focuses on the story when they make fighting games is um, Ed Boon and the MK team. Like, 
they put story very upfront and they give you a long story mission to play and they're hammering their mythology down your throat but like you go to anybody else and it's it's in the background if you choose to look into it you can look into it um but it's cool to see that again these people are making a stand like people like Viacom and MTV with Team Wolf and the awesome folks at fucking Bioware with Dragon Age. It's yeah, really yeah. nice to see. And Mass Effect. And Mass Effect, yeah. But I mean, like, like specifically, I think we can all say the Bioware Edmonton team. Because those are, those are like my fucking heroes. <laughs> like, I love them. Um, I love them so. But they're doing such an awesome job of helping move these boundaries forward. I know we didn't talk a lot of movies. I know there's a thousand and one movies that are doing positive things, mostly on the independent side. Um, but it's really cool to see that this is starting to hit the mainstream and it's starting to become important. And while in our lifetimes, what we're seeing, we're going to see a massive cultural change. And while our generation, we're going to still have people that fight that in a couple of generations down, people won't fight that anymore, which will be really nice to see that people are just going to be able to be expressive about who they are and what they are and what they want to be. And just say, let's not worry about any of this. Like, just focus on themselves and how they perceive, uh, how they choose to give themselves out to the world. Like I feel that this is the generation where the, the turnover happens, where yeah. instead of the majority being the, like the conservative, um, straight like straight only, and and there's there's nothing else. And this is the generation where you see the turnover to go where the people who who don't have the tolerance for individual sexualities will become, will become the minor- minority. Yeah. yeah. Which is awesome. I can see see that. Definitely. Before we get into the MFK, because that's what I think you were going to go do next. Yep. (laughs) I wanted to provide an aside, and if you aren't interested in World of Warcraft or aren't interested in puns, you can just tune out the next minute. You got to run. I got... uh, it's, it's a mini run. It's oh, been a while. It's a mini run. It's been a while, so I'm looking forward to hearing But anyways, uh, oh, no. I want to provide a correction. Oh, no. Correction. The, uh, the the WoW 10th anniversary starts on the 21st because the uh, the 23rd... You mean today? Yes. So it, it starts today, but the official anniversary is the 23rd. So Sunday, two days from when we're recording this, I will certainly be logging in because it's the big, it's the big day. Yeah. Um, but really, with, with Warlords... Uh, Blizzard has has certainly been been pandering <laughs> to uh, the old oh. Warcraft Two oh, crowd. No. I mean, oh, you no. get to see you get to see Cadgar in there, and I'm really not trying to troll you at all right now. <laughs> um, but if you if you're interested in coming back to WoW, just even for a month, just take your time. You know, go go touring around <laughs> the new zones and and just take it all in. I mean, really, there's that. You know, there, there's no way to put this better, and, and I, I really feel like I'm I'm going to dwarf my comments here. Uh, it's an amazing game, and they they put out an amazing expansion. Oh, nicely done, sir. Nice. All right. You pain my soul. My, my very soul. I am so happy to hear that, and it makes me so happy. Like, and I, I listen to um, there's another quick podcast. I'm going to plug this for the hell of it. I don't know. They don't need it. IGN um, podcast unlocked. They uh, they have a guy that does just vicious segues and puns constantly. They've had game developers be like, "You gotta fucking stop him! <laughs> it's gone way too much." And I, I but every time I'm like, "No, this is why I listen every week." I, I mean, we could move. We could really. We could just move on to the MFK now, or we could keep talking about wow. <laughs> 
That's it, I'm done. Okay. I don't have anything else. So, so on to the MFK. So this week, for the Mary Fuck Kill, we are looking at three characters, like usual. This week, since we talked very heavily about comic books and put half of the group to sleep. And LGBT. And LGBT. Group, and it's LBG, uh, LBGT. And like LGBT. I said, sorry, LBGT, sorry. A couple drinks. LGBT! Yeah, LGBT. Use your words! <laughs> Who cares what order it goes? It, it, it's all the same. Well, it's not all the same, but it's like, it's, it's all the same word. But the lesbians always get first billing, <laughs> goddammit. <laughs> Why? And Why do they get angry if, they don't get, if, if I put the bias before them? They're like, I know, that's not how this goes. <laughs> the, the, gay should, the gay should really come first. Oh. Okay, okay. I got it all out of my system. I'm really done now. I don't think I have a drop left in the bucket. Are you able to let it go? I am really able to let it go. And trans, I know we didn't, we, we didn't bring you guys up in all of that. I'm really sorry. So yeah. I know we did. I did. I, did. I, did. I talked about questionable well, No, no, no. I'm saying in that little run. So, oh, in that little yeah. run there, I apologize. You guys are still important too. So, <laughs> so we're we're really gonna we're gonna we're call just gonna... it trans lesbian, well, and then then bi then gay to completely fuck it all up. It's okay. <laughs> we can we can easily transition into the next segment, and we're going to do that right now. So the MFK this week, because again, we talked very heavy heavy comic books, and we got three guys and one girl in here. So this will this will completely change it up. So we've got Superman, Batman, and the Flash. I would like to chip in first because this is really, really easy for me. <laughs> it's actually simple for me tonight, too, so go for it. I'd have to first off kill Superman. Oh, thank I, you, sir. Because I'm going to go next. If, I, go next. I, if I married him, and again, if I married or fucked him, we'd be fucking in both situations, and I'd probably die. Because unless I'm putting a kryptonite condom on him, thank you, Kevin, Kevin Smith, Smith <laughs> it's not going to work. I'm going to fuck the Flash because it'll be over in half a second. And then I'm just going to... the friction burn. The friction burn. The friction burn will hurt, but I think I can get over it. Te- Teflon lube. Ooh. But, but then I'll, you know, obviously it leaves Batman to marry, and he is the best one to marry because Batman is the fucking best. He's the goddamn Batman. All right, Bill. All right, Bill. I'm your goddamn husband. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. yes, I would be Batman's wife. All right, I'm gonna go next because I just I, 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 I'm you're getting a little close to mine, but it's not quite right now. I want to get mine out there. So, Superman. <laughs> Normally, you think Superman, Smallville, like down yeah. home guy, boring. Uh, well, not not boring, but like he uh, seems like the boy ma- scout. He's a big blue boy scout. He's gonna be the person that's gonna be like. Hey, honey, I warmed up the car for you in the morning because I know it's a little chilly outside and I, I made you muffins and your dinner's on the table when you I walk in the door muffins. from reporting at the da- uh, Daily Planet. Hey, All this jazz. flew halfway across the world to get your favorite meal. Yeah. Sure. I know, but at the same time, it's fucking Superman. He drives me fucking mad. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> a man that can be taken down by a fucking green rock. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And it's a shame yours is a clown. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Well, no, no, I'm not going that way either. <laughs> I'm, I'm not just, going I'm the same. Making, I'm not going the same. Okay, way okay. I'm just, I'm just making the the old joke of, of the old like uh, what is it, Imdrigal joke where your 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 worst enemy is a rock, while yours is a clown. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can understand the clown thing though. Clowns are a little freaky. It's cool. I understand that shit. But Superman, like as much as I want to say Superman's the marrying type, Superman's the fucking one that you kill. Because also, you kill Superman and you get fucking Connor Kent, 
like pre New Fifty Two, who was like one of my favorite characters. He's really awesome. And if he doesn't die, I don't get a potential best friend in life. So Superman's gotta go. Um, it comes to next to the fuck, and I'm gonna say it's Batman because. Batman studies the Justice League and can take down the Justice League. So if he can take down the Justice League, he can find what gets you off, and that's can, always good for him. He can him. find your prostate. Exactly. <laughs> he can tickle the prostate the way that somebody that is the world's greatest detective should be able to fucking do. And if he can't do it himself, he certainly has the gadgets that can do it. Exactly. Batman brings toys. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's the line, too. That was exactly where I'm going, and it's stolen. I was going to be like, where does he get those wonderful toys? Oh. Oh. Adding this to uh, adding this to the uh, to the tags, Batman brings toys. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, Batman's got to be the fuck. Again, world's greatest detective can find can your make- prostate. Huh? Can, can we make that a hashtag? Batman brings toys? <laughs> right. Fuck yes. <laughs> Oh, that's wonderful. But yeah, so it's gotta be him. Like, he's not the marrying type. He's, he gets dark and broody, and then he gets like slap happy, and it's pow, and bam, and I don't want that during sex. I really don't. It's like fucking Angel all over again. (laughs) (laughs) But like, it's not what you want. Like, cause he's, like, honestly, if you think about Batman's history, he's the most bipolar character. Like, it's that very family friendly to like, I'm going, I'm dark and broody and I'm gonna fucking like break your neck or shoot you with rubber bullets. And that's just not a good way to have a relationship. <laughs> that's just, that's just not a happy, happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So it gets us to the flash. And yes, I know we made the jokes about the quick vibrations and all good that. vibrations. Yeah. Yes. So. Well, he doesn't even have to insert. He can just vibrate it through you. That's <laughs> true. Yes. You don't even know it's done. <laughs> just like all Surprise! the Surprise! Just like all the chores, like when you're married, he's like, I have to get this done and this done. It's like, hey, honey, can you do this? It's that when everybody jokes about the honeydew list. It's like, Flash is like, it's already taken care of. Uh, you didn't even get a chance to get your sentence finished. Everything's done. But at the same time, though, too, yeah, like flash. the Flash, yeah. The Flash is also the sweet guy out of all this. He is the one that you really want to marry. Like, it's, he cares about people, and he's, like, you can even see it in the comic books. Like, you're starting to see it in the show. The Flash, everybody jokes about his rogues gallery. His rogues respect him, especially Barry Allen and the Wally West version. Not Unfortunately, if you were new 52, Bart Allen, I'm sorry, Bart, Bart you got killed. Fell off the wagon. But those two, they um, they actually gained the respect of their villains. And you even show, uh, saw it if you watched Justice League Unlimited. There was an amazing episode, it was a Christmas episode, um, where like you even saw his villain do something special for him. Because they cared, because they treated him with respect. Like, that's the person you marry. So, kill Superman, fuck Batman. Marry either Barry Allen or Raleigh West. Mine's actually exactly the same as yours. Alright, go for it. Yeah, because, I mean, Superman annoys me. I've read a couple, like, decent things of him, but he's kind of just bland to me. Like, he's just not... Doesn't have enough... He's not relatable. ...pizzazz going on. Yeah, it's just like, I don't think we'd have good conversations. He'd be talking about, like, the milk back home and shit. They'd be really boring. Um... And Batman, it's the same thing. Like, um, I would fuck him because Batman would be hell of a lie. But he 
is too broody most of the time for me to want to deal with that. I have a quick question it's for you. Tough. When you have sex with Batman, does the mask stay on or off? Because I know you and me have both seen that strip with Catwoman. With Catwoman? That, like, she's, like, stripping his clothes off. His pants are, like, it's getting down awkward. to, like, the crotch V like... muscles. You see that point before, like, you see cock. It's weird. But the she's, mask like, is still on. She's, shirt up, and so you see, like, the rippling muscles and shit. Mm-hmm. But the way they're angled is really weirdly drawn, and so it And he was really definitely, look. like, a sub in that thing going on, too. Like, Catwoman was the very dominant role in that, too. So. Kind of. I mean, it like was Batman a was a bottom, and I'm like, he's probably a power honest, bottom, but <laughs> but it was a very weirdly drawn. Like, I'd, I'd let Selena Kyle take take control. But. Oh my god, <laughs> Selena Kyle is fucking awesome. But yeah, I mean, like Batman, I think would be. I don't know if it'd be mask on or off. Oh, I'd be fine oh, with either. Always oh, off. <laughs> <laughs> if it's that voice, it's totally gonna be off. Oh, god. Actually, here's a good question: Does he grunt in the Batman voice? Yes. Like, yes. 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 Oh. No, see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's got to be mask on because if it isn't mask on, he's not Batman. It's Bruce Wayne. It's true. They are fucking the Playboy. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Um, Is that mask now, on? Yeah, but the Flash. The best thing I saw with the Flash, and it's actually before we uh, did the podcast, I was looking up this artist. I don't remember the guy's name. It's like S J something or another beautiful fucking art. He does a lot of DC stuff, and he did this segment with, like, sexy um, DC boys, and it was awesome, and it had the flash, and it was the, like, the whole tagline with it was I vibrate all over, and that's the thing. That's all women need. We're fine with that. They, like, they don't need men. Watching this, you don't spin cycle, you throw a couple shoes in there, and you're done. <laughs> the thing is, he would, like, he just have to, like, you know, insert in and start vibrating. That'd be great. Like, fucking hell. He wouldn't even have to do anything. Just set it and forget it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ron Papil. <laughs> and Tim, I gotta get you to chime in on this one. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Um, because each one has its merits for, for of the fuck variety. Because Batman, even though it's Batman, he's still the Bruce Wayne playboy. Mm-hmm. He'll Take know how can't commit, but he still knows how to fuck. Mm-hmm. So, that, that's a good lay. Um, yeah. The Flash? Just slow down. Like, just go fast enough, slow down time, get yourself... It doesn't mean it doesn't matter Ooh. if he's a minute man. Prima- just pre- yeah, slow I was going to say, minute man. It's like premature ejaculation defined. Like, <laughs> <laughs> sure, but then again, just he can slow down time for himself and like get ready and get back up and ready to go again by the time That's before true. I can actually like realize it. Yeah. So, so I'll be good. So you're, by the end of a, a session with the Flash, what are you just like swimming in semen? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like Wally West, you always come in a flash. Yeah. <laughs> That would be fantastic. Kenny, that was for you, sir. I know you know exactly what I was talking about with that one. And um, who wouldn't want to fuck while flying? That's a good like, point. No, that's, that's a, a really, really good, good point. point. I didn't think of that. Yeah, but then he's going to take you to Antarctica, and you're like, it's fucking cold. I'm not wearing any clothing. Like, why? Of all places, is the Fortress of Solitude and fucking Antarctica. Heat he vision. Heat vision. <laughs> don't need to be in Antarctica. Just... Wherever, just you're in the air. It's fucking the air. That's so awesome. I would actually, I, I, everyone has their merits for fucking. So it comes down to who would I kill and who would I marry. Um, I would have to go 
Yeah, commitment issues with Batman. He's too con- he's too concerned with justice. <laughs> <laughs> I am the knight. <laughs> so true. Uh, so I I I couldn't I couldn't marry him, but could I kill Batman? Could I kill the justice? I couldn't kill the justice. Oh, let's be honest. Batman can't die. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that leaves. Soup, probably Superman. I'd have to kill Soups. <laughs> because the same TJ was Dear Clark Kent, I, I'm so sorry for <laughs> you. Like, all of us just put you at the end. I, if TJ was here, you probably would have been the marrying yeah. type. TJ would have married him. It, it, it's, he's, he's too much of the goody two-shoes. You're the good Ash. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. bad Ash. <laughs> oh, stars, I can't wait. Ash versus the Evil Dead. 13 episodes, Sam Raimi, Robert Tapper. Yeah. Oh, Superman. I'm the bad Ash. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that mean I'd have to marry the Flash. That's fair. So, um, good, that, that's that's my choices. A good fair. It makes a lot of Knowledge. sense. But I will say this though too, as we wrap up that MFK, like the O face, if you're fucking in the air with terminal velocity in your mouth, if you're getting taken from behind, that's gonna be a very weird looking O face. <laughs> You've got like your cheeks spread back from like air velocity and. And with that, we close out episode 10. Um, but before we do that completely, we want to remind everybody, please make sure you're checking out caffeinecrew.com. We've got a lot of new writers on the site and a lot of really awesome new writers on the site, by the way, too. So please make sure you're checking out um, everybody. Um, big shout out to a couple of our new writers, too, especially Sam and Everett. Thank you guys so much for all your new contributions to the site. Kevil's got a really awesome new Destiny comic that's been going on for it's about a month beautiful. now. It's beautiful. Oh looks fantastic. Nightmare's doing an awesome job with his new Let's Plays that he's got out there, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then all the other uh, awesome writers that have been constantly contributing, like Adrian with the, like her daily cosplay stuff, Cat with the AV stuff. Everybody's just Amanda with all of her awesome stuff that she's been going on too. Bill. Bill. Bill's, Bill's awesome fucking news. wow exploits. It's coming back soon. Um, hopefully I can make sure that, uh, Noctor is available to give me a, uh, a, a, a gripping war report. When you can actually get into the fucking world. Hey, hey, I haven't had problems getting into the world after I started logging in this week. It's no longer World of Q-Craft. They've moved on since then. So look for another, uh, Tales from the World of Warcraft War Report Special Edition coming up soon. But also a lot of great new content's coming on the site. There's a lot of new heavy YouTube content, especially though too, between, I know, uh, the CAG neutral team has actually been, uh, they've jumped over to their own site. But uh, I know Sean that's over there yep. and Tim, they've both been doing a lot of Let's Play stuff that's still on the YouTube page. Redacted just started, too. You can check that shit out on the YouTube page. A lot of good, awesome Shonen content. Shonen Show, right? Shonen, Shonen, Shonen Show, show yeah. for the anime stuff. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of really good content between us and ChaoticNeutral.com. Um, please, so definitely make sure you're checking uh, out. ChaoticNeutralPodcast.com. Podcast.com. Uh, but a lot of awesome, awesome stuff that's happening between everybody. Um, again, you can always find this too on both Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, all that great stuff. All you have to do is pretty much, for the most part, seriously, just jump on Google and search Caffeine Crew. You're going to find us <laughs> through so many resources. It's also, to make sure definitely check out that YouTube page. That helps us out a lot. Also, we're on iTunes, so make sure if you go over to iTunes and give us a review, that helps us out an obscene amount. If you fucking rate us, if you like what we're doing, it helps us out so we know what's going on. There's a lot of big changes still in the works, too, for Caffeine Crew. Probably sometime in December, as we mentioned in the last episode. 
There's a huge site redesign that me, Tim, Kat, and Sean are going to sit down and work on. Completely redo everything you've seen. Nice new fresh look. You can see the brand new logo that's been rolling on the Facebook page. You can always also too reach out to us too on our email at thecaffeinecrew at gmail.com. Um, and we're going to quickly go around and everybody can kind of plug what they're working on. And then we're going to close out and say goodbye and we'll see you in two weeks. So I can uh, always be found just writing uh, the What the Fuck Wednesday and random reports. Uh, again, that's just refrat on, uh, on the website for Caffeine Crew. Bill? Um, as you just heard a couple seconds ago, I've already plugged Tales from the World of Warcraft. Look for a new uh, episode soon. Um, I actually, let's see, I've been doing the AMV as always, but uh, I've been doing the Dragon Age, the romp through Dragon Age Inquisition, so keep tabs on that in case you want to know what's going on in Dragon Age Inquisition. Um, I'm just going to be doing updates with where my progress is and what's going on, what stands out. And um, with the Caffeine Crew Goodreads um, book club, we just finished Odd Thomas. Uh, there will be a review going up for that, and then we're going to pick our December book. Odd Thomas was amazing, and I would highly recommend it. There's a manga for it, too. Really? Or is it no, no, is it Odd Thomas, or is it... It's the Dean Koontz one, right? Yeah. Right, yeah. I think... I think uh, they made a, a graphic novel out of it, too. Oh, and the movie was actually really fun. The movie was awesome. too. Yeah, let's look that up. Oh, and don't forget, too, um, Small Business Saturdays. If you come into our website yes. on Saturdays, small businesses that are geeky. And if you're a small business, like a small geeky business that wants a plug, shoot us an email at the Caffeine Crew. Or hit us up on Twitter, too. Like, yeah. seriously, that's, that's a great way to hit us up. We'd love to promote what you're doing. Like, anybody uh-huh. that works on that stuff, we completely understand and appreciate that. Tim? Uh, I've been doing a lot of work with the, the Chaotic Neutral podcast on so getting the, the YouTube page, uh, YouTube stuff, the Let's Plays, the office set up, the podcast between Chaotic Neutral podcast, redacted, shonen show, uh, and, uh, this one, editing this one. It, it's, I'm um, just, I've been moving behind the scenes. I've You've been the audio been... god between all of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, the audio I'm... overlord. And on top of that, making a shit ton of bows. I can't wait to get yeah. my hands on mine. I, I'm I've so been excited. Doing a lot of, uh, woodworking. So we're going to see another, another Lynch's Armory soon? Yes. Um, maybe. Uh, I haven't really been taking pictures of it because I. Oh, please do. Yeah. I, I want to see, I want to see you make this stuff. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, maybe another Lynch's Armory when I'm, I'm done finished making, uh, some bows, like actually get the techniques down. Um, that'd be awesome. I, um, actually am excited. I'm going to be doing a article real soon about the Ghost in the Shell tactical FPS. Ooh. Oh, and it looks good too. So, That's awesome. Let's do a quick write up. I saw that. I saw it before Kotaku. Take that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and on top of that, too, because we're talking anime really quick as we're closing out the show, apparently I have an access for us to see the next two Kenshin movies, and we have to talk about that soon, as soon as we all sit down and watch them. Yay! Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. But, yeah, so that's everything for this week, and we'll see you guys all in two weeks once we're into December, and I guarantee in December we're also definitely going to be talking probably Game of the Year which is going to be huge because there's a huge fight for it this year on who takes the crown. But everybody, thank you again so much for listening. And that's it for tonight for the cast of Pods. Good night. Good night. Bye. Bye. Bye.